The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Tuned in to Sunday Night Showdown, your exclusive home for pay-per-view coverage of the WWE, with your hosts, the First Lady of the SNS Radio Network, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson. I've always been the champion. I am a woman who knows how to get exactly what she wants, and that is an example to women everywhere. The Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Understand this, because I don't you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh. What do you mean funny? Funny how? The great white, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. There's no reason we need to be shackled by the strictures of the employee-employer relationship. Unless, of course, you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> in which case, I got some shackles in the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, I've got it. And... Mr. Money on the mic, Jeff Jackson. Still the icon! Still the showstopper! Still the main event! And the showdown begins now. We do it for the moments when time stops. For that one instant that lasts forever. When determination turns to celebration, and dreams come true. We don't become champions because we win. We win because we are champions. WWE Night of Champions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am, of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, joining you live from the home studio of the SNS Radio Network, the shadow of the Canadian Rockies, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. 
And joining me in studio, ladies and gentlemen, he is the very voracious Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Well, I've been upgraded to voracious swimming in shallow waters. And, and it's it's summer-like temperatures here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Was uh, out at Canada Olympic Park, Park today, uh, Jeff, uh, admiring the palatial bikinis walking around. I'm telling you, man, it's been it's been a, ver- a veritable heat wave this past uh, couple weeks. Well, more heat than sunny on a Saturday night. I don't know. That's a lot of heat there. Well, ask Bronx. Well, there you go. But speaking of which, joining us on the Skype line, he brings it via the Skype all the way from New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Good evening. Good evening. By the way, what does the J officially stand for? Inquiring minds need to know this, Tony. You've asked me this about 20 times. John. Tony, John. John. John, as in Sonny's John or just John in general? Well, she's offering free dinners now. I don't know how to interpret that. Wait, wait a free, minute. Sonny doesn't offer anything for free. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I still stuff. think the J stands for Jabroni. Oh, you're going to sing it? Let's hear it again. Tony Jabroni. We haven't heard that on the network in a long time. It's been a while. It has been a while. But uh, the three of us tonight are going to be bringing you live pay-per-view coverage tonight, tonight, tonight of Night of Champions as we start things off with Triple H, the game in the ring, addressing the fans. Giving them the are you ready from Degeneration X to pump them up. And. Yeah, we've got some breaking stuff here. We've got Paul Heyman and Curtis Axel making their way down to the ring. Could this be the first match to start things off tonight? No. Surely is, not. It's just the, the venerable carrot tease, the, the carrot. You know what I found interesting, and I don't know if I've missed this the last few months because usually I'm busy as uh, the pay-per-view comes on the air. This pay-per-view is rated TV 14. Now, has that been the norm? The last few months? Yeah. Actually, I've noticed it myself, Bronx, that uh, it has been like that, I think, for about a year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right. Somebody Google it. Look at Paul Heyman. He he got the extra hair coloring today. Uh, I actually noticed, guys, that his eyes aren't as red as they were on Raw this week. I don't know. It was was like, hello, Paul? It's Hunter here. Listen. Uh, on the air tonight, I want your eyes to be really red. So go see the Usos and smoke like about six joints. So you're, it looks like you've been up for about six days and your eyes are really red. Did you guys notice that? Usos? I was thinking more along the lines of maybe Rob Van Dam and <laughs> Ricardo or something. I don't know. Well, you know, it's yeah, he, lo- he looks rough. It's great that he's selling, you know, not shaving and everything. He looks like a guy who's literally been up for days because he's scared shit. Oh, it looks like Paul Heyman is about to beg to get out of this match. Suck it up, if you will. You know, I I, got to say this now. I think that we might see tonight on this very pay-per-view, and if this does happen, I'm going to know where you're going with this. I'm going to have to give credit to Sandro of the whole indie show, Latino 718, if you will, because he's under the impression that now that Cassius Ono has made his return to NXT, that maybe tonight Cassius Ono might become the next Paul Heyman guy and kind of bring things full circle for this little Heyman feud. Think about it. The relationship between CM Punk and Chris Hero, now known as Cassius Ono, 
it's you know a long-term thing. They've been friends for years. Wouldn't it be interesting to see Cassius Ono be the guy that helps Paul Heyman get a little bit of vengeance over CM Punk? You know, I haven't. I can't. When was the last time I was on the air? Uh, Miss SummerSlam. I was in Vancouver, uh, lying on the beach again, looking at bikinis. Just forgive me. Do I apologize for such behavior? No. No. Of course not. Fuck that. Bikinis are a staple in the DiCarlo household. Then again, there's not too many women to wear the bikinis. But anyways, that's another story. Um, I was at the daughter of Tom Billington, the Dynamite Kids, wedding. That being Bronwyn Billington, who got married to uh, Dan Vandergrind, who... Dynamite Dan. Dynamite Dan, if you will. Um, And I was sitting after the wedding at the reception with, check out this table. Myself, Juggernaut, Teddy, Hart. um, Who the hell else was there? Harry Smith. Good to see Ted dressed up for the occasion. And Ted did get dressed up. He wore his uh, upscale uh, cross with the four-carat, Dime, fake diamonds, you know. It yeah, wasn't he wearing like jogging pants. Uh, jogging pants, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, that, that's, everybody that's else. Formal wear for Ted Hart. It is, yeah. it is. But he didn't bring his cat, Mister <laughs> Money. He brought his girlfriend, his wife. No, no, he didn't bring his wife. Oh, his he girlfriend. He brought his okay. girlfriend. My bad. Who's also a girlfriend of his wife. Oh, okay. Think about that statement for a there second, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And also at the table, none other than T.J. Wilson, Tyson Kidd, who. It alerted everybody as to the fact that um, throughout all his re- recuperation from his knee surgery, which was really bad, all kidding aside, that um, when rehabbing down at the NXT WWE developmental uh, headquarters in Tampa Bay, Tampa, if you will, um, and he was getting into it with what he should be doing and shouldn't be doing with with uh, Terry Taylor and with uh, Hugh Morris. And I guess, bottom line, and if the office is listening to this right now, forgive me for sharing wedding stories with WWE talent Tyson Kidd. But the reason I'm bringing this up is is I'm like, so TJ, uh, when you come back, is there any truth to the internet rumor? And he looked at me with that kind of rock eyebrow like, where are you going with this, Spence? Shark. (laughs) And, And I said, you know, you look like a Paul Heyman guy. And he's like, he pauses, which, if you know Tyson Kidd, T.J. Wilson, never at a loss for words, right? Guy's one of the funniest dudes who's never cut a promo much on WWE television. But he's like, what makes you say that? And I'm like, well, you know, the internet rumor has been maybe you're going to be the latest new Paul Heyman guy. You and Axel would be would be fantastic together. You actually both can wrestle. And he's like, well, I don't know, I... But we'll see when I get back. So this past week, last weekend, he made his return in Montreal and in Toronto and in Ottawa. And I hooked up with him via Facebook um, just before the show at the Barclay Center up the street from Bronx Towers in beautiful downtown Bronx, New York. And I'm like, so what about the whole ongoing saga of whether you're going to be the next Paul Heyman guy. And he's like, I don't know. I can't let that out of the bag. And I'm like, would you like to? And he goes, I'd love to. Paul Heyman is the man. Go ahead, JJ. 
I think he just said that all championships are being defended and the Intercontinental title is now on the line. Well, you know what? Uh, I was reading some stuff on the SNS Facebook group yesterday and, you know, widespread speculation was that, in fact, it wasn't going to be defended. It was strictly going to be a handicap match, but now the COO is uh, clarifying that for us. Yeah, but here's the thing, and I mentioned this Friday. Let's forget we're doing a radio show. Let's just say we ordered the pay-per-view. We're three guys sitting at home. We've been following this shit for weeks. I would feel a little cheated if I didn't see Heyman get his ass kicked, at least for a few minutes. The the plot thickens. It's not going to be in the handicap match. Triple H is going to the backstage area, and the first person he runs into is going to get an Intercontinental title shot against Curtis Axel right freaking now and curtis will be a part of the handicap match Ah. later in the broadcast Ah. wouldn't it be what if he runs into a guy at catering what about if he runs into cm punk no that ain't gonna happen (laughs) maybe kind of a a downplay for cm punk don't you think everybody seems to think he's on the down low anyway they're de-pushing cm punk because he's not in the main event scene right now that would just send the iwc screaming if if cm punk was in a intercontinental title match this this Paul Heyman stealing a uh, uh, a stipulation from Major League Baseball that in fact he has announced that this Intercontinental Championship title defense by Curtis Axel will be contested under protest. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it would make no sense for Kofi the Kingston. Long- really, Kofi wah, Kingston. S O S may not be jobbing. Speaking of. Uh, Red eyes. <laughs> no, Kofi's not been known to uh, smoke the ganja. Is it just me, or does Kofi look a little skinnier than normal? Yes. Does he look like he's dropped quite a bit of weight? Dropped, yes. They made reference of it on uh, on uh, SmackDown this past week. Yeah, no, look, look at his upper body. Yeah, lost the definition and muscularity in his uh, pectoral region. And, uh, you know, that would lead me to believe that maybe... He was asked to piss in a bottle. I don't know. He, he just, I don't think so. He just—he huh? looks so anorexic, man. Well, you know, they—they huh? they, they have this whole gimmick now. That trust me, I don't kid. Let's not kid ourselves. It's definitely a work. But that, in fact, the office is putting over that they do have um, arbitrary random drug testing. Oh, by the way, you're going to be arbitrarily randomly drug tested a week from Friday. <laughs> I know, right? So make sure you get the shit out of your system. Right. Drink lots of water, orange juice, and, you know. Well, I don't know if he does drugs, but you know no one gets higher than Kofi Kingston. So, I mean, who knows? Very the, good the, drugs. The freaking banana yellow trunks are kind of irritating to the eyes. <laughs> I, I don't like the new attire. I actually like the old attire Kofi had. Much better than this. I mean, shit. Not a I, fan. I, not a fan. I, sorry, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I'm just thinking they throw in this match, which is going to make the IWC go nuts happily because they everyone was bitching. Oh, God, there's no IC title defense. And I can understand why people would be bitching. It's night of champions. Then last week, everyone went fucking ape shit nuts because they thought there wouldn't be a U.S. title defense tonight. And we found out on SmackDown there, in fact, will be. So every title being contested tonight, as it should be. Very well. So I guess let's go ahead and hit our quick picks since this match just uh, 
None of us had this one on, on deck as it's a impromptu match. And it wasn't on 4down.org. So we'll go ahead and start off with you, Bronx. Who's going over and why? I think it would be a huge detriment for the character of Curtis Axel to lose that IC title right now. I, I can't see them putting it on Kofi. I'm going to go with Curtis Axel all the way. So you're picking Curtis Axel. Yes, Mark sir. the Shark, who you got? Oh, let me think about it for a second. Curtis Axel. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, I, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think that they just threw us a red herring here, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kofi Kingston walk away the Intercontinental Champion tonight. So I'm going to say that uh, Kofi Kingston wins in an upset. That would be an upset. Ooh, really? I wasn't expecting you to go that way. Hey, I got to spice things up. If you guys are going to pick Curtis Axel, I got to do something different. Well, you know what happens when we all pick the same? <clears throat> We're usually wrong. So I'm going with uh, Kofi Kingston. Which means they should just end the match and hand Kofi the belt because <laughs> if that's who you went with. And think about this. If, if Curtis Axel lost that belt, what kind of psychological condition is he going to be in for the punk match? That could come huge into play. Well, see, my, my biggest thing is this. I think in order for Curtis Axel to be effective tonight in that match, losing the belt is not going to help him. I just don't want to see Curtis Axel lose two matches in a row tonight because the whole point of putting Paul Heyman with Curtis Axel was to actually give Axel a push, and he hasn't really gotten much of a push can in a while. Say, can you say lame duck champion? He's been a very lame duck yeah, champion. Yeah. So I think maybe a quick title change to Kofi Kingston, maybe to get him to show some fire over the next couple of weeks and get it back. Get, get him mad. Get him yeah, mad. Yeah. I think it might do well to have him lose the belt tonight and then get it back here pretty quick. Now, hold on. At SNS Radio Network, at SNS Unplugged, at Bronx Father, at SNS underscore JJ Sex A1, at SNS Get in the Zone, at, S at Trey on the radio, and at S underscore Tapley. There you go. Uh, the preceding message was brought to you by a public service announcement of the SNS Radio Network. Mark the Shark says, What is he doing? And I said, Well, that's Bronx's new gimmick. Anytime they do the Twitter handles across the screen, that's Bronx's job is to go and, and hit everybody's Twitter on the network. Bronx, can you do that off by heart? Or are you are you reading that? No, I, I memorize. I run a few of the Twitter accounts. So I, I have a memorized. Look, if everybody, including last night during the fucking boxing match, they had a <laughs> Twitter feed on the bottom. If everyone else is going to do it, why can't we? This is true. This is true. Speaking of which. Money Mayweather now 45-0, and 0. and if your name is C.J. Ross and you're listening to us tonight, what the fuck were you judging last night? A draw? You stupid bitch. Tell us how you really feel, Shark. I couldn't believe that. I, I, I'm, I'm watching the fight, and I, I got my Twitter going on my iPhone, and I'm like, oh, my God. And Dana White is at the fight, right? UFC's Dana White at the fight. He's live tweeting. He's scouting talent. Oh yeah! Wow, Cain <laughs> Velasquez is hanging out with uh, with uh, a bunch of the Hispanic boxers. Uh, by the way, um, Oscar De La Hoya was not at the fight last night. He was with Sonny at the Betty Ford Institute. Well, I was going to ask who was in drag, but I guess not. No, okay. no, no. He's hanging out with Sonny in Betty Ford. That's not entirely true. I, I thought maybe he had paid money for Sonny to lay to lay in bed and spoon with her. Apparently, that's the latest rage. Didn't you know that she's doing that at conventions now? Spooning and twerking. She's she's got a bed 
Yes. Where she lays in bed in lingerie and people pay money to spoon with her. You know, somebody on the SNS Facebook group had this picture of this guy wearing a like a, a bathrobe, <laughs> a bathrobe, the fat, ugly dude in bed with Sunny. And I'm like, wow, somebody somebody kind of Adobe Photoshopped that when in fact, when I read it, no, in <laughs> fact, she's that, that's happening. She's selling herself. Here's the thing. When you spoon with Sunny, don't use a plastic one. Use a metal because certain kinds of bacteria dissolve plastic. Ooh. You know, I remember when Sunny was last in Western Canada for a PWA show up in Edmonton. I'll bet you do. No, no, no. No, she was too busy, Bronx, on her own to be paying any attention to Mark the Shark to Carlo. And um, um, we made reference in light of the fact that she was missing in the dressing room when, in fact, she came out of the men's locker room with a smile on her face and the guy walking behind her, uh, I'm like, oh, so you're getting put over in this next match. He goes, no, I'm actually jobbing. I said, dude, it looks like you already jobbed. And, wow. and that's a shoot. That's not a work. That really happened. I don't make up this shit, Bronx. Okay. Yeah, shit. no. No, I, I love Sonny. Many Golf, have loved Sonny. Golf is getting his ass kicked. He is. Many have loved Sonny. That's a very good point, Shark. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I, I don't think anything less of her because of it. And that's probably a good thing. No, it's not her fault. Is it, Bronx? Well, I mean, it's desperation for money. I mean, shit. <laughs> now she's charging m- motherfuckers to come and eat with her. So, I mean, and she'll do the cooking. And maybe she's a good cook. Who knows? I don't know. That's don't a scary wanna. thought. That's a scary thought. Jesus. Speaking of jobbing, co- yeah, you're right. Kofi's been taking... Taking an ass whooping in this match from Curtis uh, which, Axel, which probably means that that he's going to win, but we'll see. Usually, that's how you know ends up getting his ass kicked for twenty minutes, and then he's you know he hits that trouble in paradise, and it's like booyah, I won. So we'll see. Bronx, did you go to the uh, WWE house show at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn the other night? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I figured for sure you would. It's so close to your home. Well, not that close, but WWE tickets have gotten so fucking expensive now. You know, back in the day, I spent fifty bucks, got a good seat at Raw. Now it's like hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks to get a nosebleed. No thanks. Wow. Well, yeah, I guess maybe they're just giving deals to us Canadians. Uh, I remember when they were here for Raw not that long ago in July. I think. I think so. Yeah. In July. Yeah. 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 Um. No, it wasn't in July. It was prior to the flood. So, uh, no, prior to the stampede and the flood. But uh, you could get a, a ticket for twenty twenty five bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Heyman, Heyman is so good. Heyman has a face on right now that Satan would back off from. <laughs> yeah. Crowd solidly behind Kofi Kingston right now. They've given this match more time than I thought they would. About twice as much as as. I agree, Bronx, is what oh my I God. personally thought. That was a bit of a botch. Shit. I thought Kofi was about to land on his fucking head there. Speaking of botch, um, I'd like to send out, and I know he's listening because I bumped into him last night at the RCW show here in Calgary. Um, happy 33rd birthday to Omar Kleros, locally known as the Jobber. The Jobber. The Jobber. Yeah, yeah. For years and years, this dude, along with his brother, Eric, uh, Eric and Omar, yes. Um, they'd go to any wrestling show here in Calgary wearing Lucha Libre masks, and they have a huge collection. Good guys, really good guys. Happy birthday to uh, 
Omar Claros, the jobber. No doubt, and I second that. Happy birthday. Kofi with a nice stiff kick to the face of Curtis Axel to the top. Nice springboard. Yeah, crossbody there. I thought he was going for a moonsault, but he turned it into a crossbody. Check out the ring apron tonight. Very well done with all the uh, uh, belts graphically displayed. Awesome. And, of course, the uh, Knight of Champions backdrop on either side of the entrance entrance gimmick, as per usual. See, I wish they were defending the NXT championships on this, too. Well, there was discussion of that I saw in the uh, IWC, and if not on the uh, SNS Facebook group this week. That would have been neat. Bo Dallas, you know. Against maybe Sami Zayn. That's what I'm thinking. Bo Dallas and Sami Zayn would have tore the house down. That's the problem. They would have been the best match on the card. Is it me, or are you guys equally as entertained on a weekly basis by what's going on lately on NXT? I'm absolutely enjoying it. You know, I cover it every week, except for this week I didn't get a chance to, uh, to see it this last episode, so I didn't cover it this past week. I did see this week's episode. Um, wasn't the greatest episode, but it was still good, you know. Um, you know, I, it is what it is, but I'm enjoying the hell out of NXT. The uh, the match two or three weeks ago, two out of three falls, Sami Zayn and uh, Claudio Castiglione. Oh. Uh, oh, Antonio Cesaro was Antonio Cesaro was sick. Off the hook. Wow. Holy shit. Jesus. Kofi, are you alive? That might be it, folks. One, two. And Kofi kicks out. Still got some life in him. Beautiful drop kick, though, by Curtis Axel. Uh, basically countering Kofi Kingston in midair. Look at the dropkick. There's the replay. Boom, right wow. in the gut. How do you? How do these guys fucking time that? That's just un- amazing. Amazing. Do it about six oh. times in the afternoon until you get it fucking right. <laughs> it ain't like the old days, man, when they called shit in the ring. No. The only guy that calls shit in the ring anymore is the referee. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is this going to be a... Uh... What the hell is this? Teardrop suplex. Ooh. And Kofi reverses. The hell was that? Uh, it was kind of a roll-up. Yeah. It was a botched roll-up, but it was a roll-up. Second botch folks. of the match for those who are keeping tabs. Kofi, very clumsy tonight. Very awkward in certain moves. He 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 looks sickly. I I, I don't know what's up with him. Lost his, his uh, pectoral muscularity, and, and, and for that matter, his biceps and triceps seem to be strangely enough small a lot smaller than than even a month or two ago so you know you you can draw your own conclusions but at this point it really doesn't matter but i gotta say that after watching that two out of three fall um clinic that cesaro and Sami Zayn put on i i went to youtube and saw a match that they had about six years ago in ring of honor that it was like a 60 minute draw with every kind of maneuver that you could possibly think of it was just magnificent if you guys uh, have time to to uh check that out on youtube el generico and of course claudio castiglione beautiful beautiful set of reversals there as uh, kofi tries to go for the trouble in paradise uh curtis axel ducks misses curtis axel attempts to hit his finish uh which is basically a modified face breaker similar looks like the rick rude ravishing rick rude neck breaker and then he turns it into a face breaker uh kofi reverses that into the sos and damn near gets the pinfall we're talking at the very last millisecond he gets his shoulder up very close near fall great so far that was great these guys have uh have brung it 
Funny you mentioned Rude because the uh, last weekend on WWE Vintage with uh, Renee Young and Mean Gene, they had a flashback match with uh, Rude and Ric Flair from uh, can't remember what WCW broadcast. Wow. That's it. That's it. Good Kofi's night, done. Kofi. Some of Kofi's uh, extensions lying on the mat, too. <laughs> <laughs> Nail Referee. in the coffin, ladies and gentlemen. Curtis Axel still your intercontinental champion, and I'll take the loss on this one. Yeah, like you said, him jobbing twice in one night wouldn't be good. Now no. he can now he can job to CM Punk, but at least he still has his title. So you don't kill the character. Yeah, but I mean, honest to God, I hear what you're saying. I'd rather him lost the title here and then won the match later. Because to me, this sets up the booking that he's getting eliminated regardless later tonight. Well, I mean, it's like I said, don't underestimate how many people bought this pay-per-view just to see Heyman. Well, maybe not just. I'm exaggerating. But a big part of it to see Heyman get his ass whipped. I think you got to give the fans at least a little of that. Well, Probably not as much as we want. But. I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I think, and again, my thought and a quarter won't buy you a cup of coffee. But I really believe that this Paul Heyman situation with cm punk is gonna basically play out till wrestlemania i think that they're gonna do a lot of different things to kind of change the situation i think we're gonna see a new paul Heyman guy debut i think it's gonna be pretty simple tonight curtis axel gets eliminated paul Heyman is left and maybe cm punk gets the win tonight but i think that we're gonna see a Heyman guy debut come in for the save come in for the save yeah. on paul and i think to end this feud, it's going to be Brock Lesnar and CM Punk at WrestleMania, and I think that's when Punk goes over, and that's when he gets his hands on Paul Heyman, and that's the end of the story. That's what I think is going on here. I think we've got a lot of time to set things up. I hear what you're saying. Why was the damn referee so quick to get that extension? It was like it was a foreign object that slipped out of someone's tights or something, like yeah. a razor. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're ready. As soon as I said he's like, give me that. Fuck. That shouldn't be on camera. That's Kofi Kingston's extension. Who is the all-time greatest Intercontinental Champion? Jericho, Honky Talk Man, Mr. Perfect, Pat Patterson, or Ravishing Recruit? Guys? J Jeff? Uh, Chris Jericho. I, I Personally, i go with Kurt Henning. Oh, and uh, the WWE Universe has spoken. Chris Jericho is like an 11-time Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. He's been Intercontinental Champion more times than anybody in this company ever. Now, personally... I would have picked Jericho over these guys. Mr. Perfect would have been in third there. Honky Tonk Man, just because he was, at one point in time, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. But but not a great wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, of Honky course, Tonk Man, regardless of what. No, of course, Honky Tonk Man, Wayne Ferris, getting his start here in Stampede Wrestling as part of the Memphis Mafia with none other than one of my personal all-time favorite wrestlers, who punched John Stossel in the face, Dr. D, David Schultz. Yes. JC, we're vindicated, my brother. Guys, if you're not seeing this, Rodriguez is talking to RVD, and Rodriguez has a cast on his left arm, which means that's the arm he's going to use to fuck over RVD. <laughs> have yeah. a feeling. The preceding has been brought to you as a public service announcement of the Bronx Father, the nightly booker here on the sns radio network well this is something we've been talking about for weeks now it made no sense to put these two together unless rvd was getting a title match against alberto del rio and unless alberto del rio was going to enlist ricardo to help him keep the title so i think it's it's a pretty safe bet 
that Ricardo turns on Rob tonight. Yeah, I think so, too, especially like on SmackDown. You know, JBL kept kept putting over. These guys have been friends for years, and, you know, ADR helped him feed his family. Well, there's your excuse. Look, I got to feed my family, and quite frankly, storyline-wise, RVD ain't as rich as fucking ADR. So there you go. Well, that's a given. As we see AJ in the back skipping, and she's yeah. found she's found her divas that have sided with her. Heel divas. The heel divas yes. that are not on Total Divas. Layla, Oksana, and Alicia Fox. I like I liked what they've been doing with AJ lately. This helps really get over the show. And, you know, also it gets allows her to keep playing the bitch. But um, uh, when we get to our picks during this match, I won't give it out now. I actually changed mine for this last minute because I kind of rethought it. But, oh, gotta love the gotta love what AJ's wearing, man. Shark, you digging it? You talking to me? <laughs> oh, I'm talking to the other three sharks that are on the air with us. I'm sorry, I was concentrating on the abdominal region of one AJ Lee. Very sexy. <laughs> That's not what he was concentrating. He was concentrating on chewing that fucking pizza up. No. Yes. It was kind of a dual. We can hear it in your voice. Speaking of sluts, I gotta love AJ Lee. <laughs> She's kind kind of like the Sunny Junior of of the WWE post Attitude Era. Yeah, but with her, it's it's storyline. I mean, I don't think she's really not that way. She's she's doing it storyline wise. You know, how many guys has she been with? Shit, Ziggler, fucking Cena, Punk. Oh God, who else? Punk, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget about Kane. You know, Kane yeah, is Burt Weenie. Glenn Jacobs was awfully happy there for a while. Who's the greatest uh, Divas champion of all time? Fabulous Mulia, Mula, Wendy Richter, Trish Stratus, Trish, Lita, or Trish, Michelle McCool? Trish. Trish. It's going to be Mula, but I, I say Trish. How did Michelle McCool even make that list? Oh, pardon me. Speaking of who you're sleeping with. Well, she's married yeah. to The Undertaker. That's you, right. You, and you she's, take, and she's taking it under. And I'm right again. 56% pick Trish Stratus as the greatest women's. Well, it says Divas champion. I'm saying women's champion. Fuck this Divas shit. Yeah. But come on. 8% for the fabulous Moolah who really, I mean, was the face. Honestly, all kidding aside, the fabulous Moolah was the face of women's professional wrestling for, what, five decades? Yeah, but, like, when did she defend that title in that five decades? She just wore the belt. I'm the champ. <laughs> There wasn't anybody for her to wrestle. She was the only one. What about Mae Young? She was there. Uh, you telling me Mae couldn't beat up Moolah? Uh, Mae Young's the toughest bitch in the business. By the way, did you guys see on, on Total Divas where JoJo was was dissed by, by uh, what's his name, the South African kid? Justin Gabriel. By Justin Gabriel. Wow, that was funny. Oh, God. Oh. Well, I, she, I'm she sorry. Just, I'm entertained by Total Divas. I like the show too. But what was cracking me up is she's 19 years old, you know. And we get this this fucking boyfriend of hers from the first episode. Do you see that that dude? The dude is like the homeliest dude I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, how does a dude like that get a chick like that? You know? And he's all like, I just don't think this is working out. Like he's gonna fucking leave her. She's under contract in the WWE. Come on. He was Give uglier. Me a break. He was uglier than the than the Lebanese looking dude who was trying to schmooze and get married to one of the uh, Funkadactyls. Oh, yeah, that dude's nuts, man. Oh, my God. 
Apparently, in his country, they don't, you know, women just marry the guys. They don't ask. It's like, yeah, this is this is for our wedding. And what? she and she is absolutely hot. I find her to be very attractive. She's she's the one that likes to drink and drive, though. Really? Yeah, Ariane. Oh, Ariane. Yeah. Cameron. Yeah. Right. She is she is sexy. See, I, I was worried when they first said that uh, Jimmy Uso was dating one of them. Because right. you know Jimmy Uso's got the problems with with the drunk, you know driving drinking drunk. and driving. And I thought, God but, damn, if he was dating the one that was drinking, yeah, no, at least at least she, he's not, yeah, with the one that is. At least yeah. he's got a designated driver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. And uh, Naomi, I think to me, Naomi's better looking than than uh, Ariane. She's cute too, but Ariane's got this kind of dirty kind of cute about her. You guys know Natty real well. Can you like get her one day when they're wrestling at the Garden to just come have dinner with me? <laughs> She is smoking. I don't know. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked or seen Natty in five. I haven't seen her since two thousand. I want to say eight. It was after she signed. I think she was back here. That one match with. Uh, it was the. It was the time that that uh, Ravenous Randy had the match with Al Snow. Ah yes, and that head was stolen. Yes, and he she st- was back. Tatanka was here for that show. That's too. right. That's right. Randy that's stole the last head. Time no, yeah. Randy didn't. Uh, some other dipshit from the audience stole right. it. And JD he ran Maverick ran out the back door. And JD Maverick, JD Maverick was yeah. wrestling Al Snow, I think, at the time. Right. So yeah, that was the last time I saw Natty. It's been a while. Wow. So I don't know that I'm high on the priority list to get T- you a, a dinner date with her tonight. And, and of course, later on is the mid-season finale of WWE Total Divas, which which deals with the wedding of TJ and Natty. Right, and we're a good friend. Friend of mine, Rod. <laughs> Who? Rod Rage. That's right. Rage. As, as you know, as Jared on the show. Jared. I told everybody this the other day. I, I, I said, see, I know this guy. I've worked with him before. You have? But I yes. Said, I said, however, the guy that knows him better than me would be Mark the Shark DiCarlo because he managed him well, as a member of the Shark Tank. Correct. Correct. Along with a Highlander and that infamous night where for one night, uh, Ravenous Randy Myers joined us. But um, Jared Evans is a... Very well-schooled amateur wrestler who went to the University of Saskatchewan, came up through uh, the dungeon, was trained by Bruce Hart, and, and started around the same time as Hotshot Johnny Devine and Greg Pollock and so many, and, and Juggernaut and and so many that, that went through the dungeon in that 1998-99 period. And in fact, um, is very good friends, shoot, with... Natty Neidhart and trained her for a little while um, because Bruce didn't want her to come to the dungeon. He thought it was not appropriate for his niece to come and roll around the stinky mat with a bunch of stinky wrestlers. So um, Jared actually trained her and had a huge influence on her career. And he since and he worked for for myself for a long time at the Westgate and and did a magnificent job. He's a really nice guy. And he owns very, three very successful uh, tanning salons here in here in Calgary. And for those of you that uh, watched Total Divas on the two episodes that he was on, know that. Um, and the whole thing, I'm sitting at the wedding, and and TJ's telling me, he goes, "So did you like the whole Jared gimmick?" And I'm like, "I knew it was a gimmick, and I knew it was a work because Jared is the cheapest bastard." Think about that statement coming from me for a second. He's the cheapest bastard. I'm like, there's no way that this dude would rent out high stake loft downtown and have this private. By the way, Natty, uh, if uh, TJ is giving you some 
uh, hard time. You know, I've had these feelings for you for an awfully long time. And anyways, it was pretty funny. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into our quick picks. AJ Lee's been decimated on the outside. Now the Total Divas crew are turning on each other as Brie Bella had turned on both Naomi and Natty. Um, I'll start things off. I think we're going to see a new Divas champion tonight because they really want to do something with this Total Divas show. They want one of the Total Divas to have the title. So tonight would be the best way to do it, considering that AJ is outnumbered. Oh. Uh, you know, with several Divas basically trying to take her title from her. Um, man, it's just a question of which Diva do I think is going to win. Uh, I'm going to say Naomi's the only one that hasn't been Divas champion. So I'm going to say Naomi for the win here. That's my pick. AJ really? loses. Naomi wins the title. Bronx. See, I'm going a different direction. I got to say AJ retains just because I put her on total divas. You know what I mean? I say she retains because she's been just screwing with these chicks, oh, oh. you know, so much. What the fuck? Naomi just missed that cross body and. Uh, just straight on her face. Well, did you did you see that? It was like Natty was going to catch her and then decided against it at the last second. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So, oh. uh, so I have picked Naomi. Bronx has picked AJ to retain. Mark the Shark, what's going on? Uh, I am also of the opinion that this tonight being the midseason finale, that they need some sort oh. of weird angle because they've been playing it up in the show as well that J AJ's had some interaction with the uh, all the of the total divas, so I think that AJ's going to retain. All right, so once again, it's two to one. You guys are picking AJ to retain, and I'm saying we're going to have a new champion tonight. So uh, the odds are in your favor more more than likely. I got I got to interject by saying that having picked AJ, that if she wasn't going to win and somebody else was going to go over tonight, I think it would have to be Natty with all the attention that she's been getting on Total Divas lately with her, uh, oh, a hurricane clothesline. I haven't seen that since uh, Carrie Von Eric. Oh, she does it all the time. The discus clothesline, she does yeah, it very well. Awesome. Um, but with all the focus that Nat Natalia has had on Total Divas lately with her stagette and the, the wedding tonight, maybe they put over finally after we sat in the home studio here for how many years now saying, when the hell is the Anvil's daughter going to get a push? Maybe tonight's the night. I would love to see it happen, but she's trained all these girls. Correct. So I, I just, I think that, oh my God, she's going to do a double sharpshooter, folks. I, I had a dream about this very position last night. Oh. No way she's getting this done. Stop it. Here's where the finish is going to come into play. AJ is going to gonna hit like a bulldog. Double sharpshooter. Wow. I, I will say this. If I'm wrong, and I know you can't give two predictions, I'm not changing mine, but if JJ's right, I will disagree on one thing. I think if anyone is going to beat AJ, it's going to be Natty. I just have a feeling. Correct. AJ looking evil as she hits a... Uh, oh. She's got she's got that, the submission on Natty. The dragon... The Black Widow. Black Widow. That's an awesome, awesome submission maneuver. That's Don't tap, boot. Natty. She... Don't tap. Look at her sh the angle of her sh of her uh, right Fuck. shoulder. They're gonna make Natty. God oh, damn it! Fuck. Tap Are you kidding me? Like Sammy Davis. I'm two and zero, oh, but I'm not really happy about it. I mean, that was just of oh. all the fucking bitches in this match to make tap out. You well, make Natty Nightheart tap out. Yep. Fuck me. Are you kidding me? 
Wow. Wow, I am I am <laughs> Good spot with the double sharpshooter though. I'm 0 for two. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm having there was what pay for you two years ago where you were 0 for the evening. I was perfect. Perfectly wrong that night. Perfectly wrong. Yeah. And I was okay with that. And we were making light of it. And you were trying not to be perfectly wrong. I'm thinking maybe I'll just I'll keep trying to be perfectly wrong tonight. I may as well. They should have a like a they should have a prize on fourdown.org for the guy that goes perfectly wrong all night. Well, should, see, I, I, get, I don't. I don't. You're, do you're not on down. that anymore. I'm, no. I'm done with four down. If, I don't if do anything. In the case, I'd be able to buy a house with the Amazon <laughs> gift certificates I'd get. But uh, newsflash for those who don't know, the reason I said I'm two and zero is I don't count the last match because it wasn't uh, announced. But I did get one thing correct. The primetime players did win tag team turmoil. Correct. So we'll be well, going up against the Shield I guess, tonight. I guess technically then I'm, uh, you, you, I'm two and one. You said that, yes. I did say primetime players. Yeah. With the with the push that Darren Young is getting lately. I know. Yeah. You come out of the closet and you see what happens. Uh, you get a push. And you think it was a work that the whole, that the office had it set up with TMZ. Okay, think about the, it. Yeah. We, we, we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it real quick. But think about this. The reporter from TMZ corners this guy and just happens to to find the one gay wrestler who's actively on the roster and says, do you think a, a, a gay professional wrestler would do well in this business? Well, yeah, look at me. I'm gay and I'm happy. Really? And then the next night of TV, mysteriously, the primetime players aren't this heated hail team, or hated heel team, easy for me to say. What the hell do you put in the Dr. Pepper tonight? Heated hail team? What heated, the fuck is that? Heated hail team. Uh, anyways, um, that, uh, uh, and, and then all, all of a sudden, the primetime players are beloved by the universe. Well, that, that'd be like TMZ wanting to know, to ask someone, do you use dairy products during sex? And through an entire airport, they, they corner shark. You know, wow. so wow. suspicious. Wah, wah, wah. I tell you what, on that note, we're taking a break. We're taking our first commercial break of uh, the evening. On that note, we need to take a break. We need to take Let's a break. Go put some clothes on. Oh, oh. Nice Bronx. We'll be right back, guys, after Just this. Just because you're fucking blind doesn't mean the rest. Or actually, maybe the rest of us should be with that thought. That was your FML moment of the night. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out www.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling over 16 years. And just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com. <laughs> 
You will learn to pronounce my name properly. Wrestling dash online dot com. Gentlemen, SNS Unplugged has returned to the airwaves. You can check out the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, and of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as they discuss the happenings from Monday Night Raw, NXT. The latest news of the week, sponsored by our good friends over at Wrestling-Online.com. And then things get a little interesting as the topics could change from week to week, including topics such as the supernatural, conspiracy theories. Basically, whatever the hell these guys want to talk about, they're going to cover it every Tuesday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Unplugged is back, baby. Uncensored. Unbelievable. Unplugged. Every week on the SNS Radio Network, enter a dimension of sight and of sound, of pro wrestling, of impact and SmackDown. Every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, get in the zone right here on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, covering all things impact, all things SmackDown. Tune in. But be warned, once you get in the zone, you can never get out. <laughs> Peggy 16. One man had a vision that would change our world. Welcome to WrestleMania! A world where legends are born. Now, you can live those moments. Slam a giant. Climb the ladder. Go one-on-one -on -one with the great one. Retire a legend. Steal the show. Dethrone an icon. And keep the dead man's streak alive. Create a once in a lifetime moment. Thirty years of WrestleMania. Game. 
become immortal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown as we are covering Night of Champions live on pay-per-view right now in the middle of a world heavyweight title match, Rob Van Dam versus Alberto Del Rio. I'm not alone, of course, here in the studio. We have the one, the only, the great white Mark the Shark DiCarlo joining us via Skype, the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. And before we do anything else, we're going to get into our quick picks for this match, starting off with the great white Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Well, you know what, JJ and Bronx, I think that with all the teasing that we've been going through on WWE television programming over the last month since they've uh, incepted the whole RVD-ADR feud that, uh, you know, how many times has Rob Van Dam gotten clean victories over Alberto Del Rio? Two that I can remember. And tonight, um, I think that, as J.J. stated earlier on, that maybe this is the whole setup where, in fact, Ricardo Rodriguez is going to double-cross Rob Van Dam and, in fact, help Alberta Del Rio to retain the title. So as I picked on Fordon.org, my pick is Alberta Del Rio. Bronx. Gotta agree with Shark. Uh, ADR is gonna retain via interference. That's what that was my pick. And uh, of course it's gonna be Ricardo who's gonna interfere. I mean, with with RVD's contract, the way it's structured, you know, I I don't see putting the belt on him, although this is a belt that doesn't necessarily have to be defended that often because it basically doesn't mean shit. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, I'm going to make it unanimous because I, you know, Uh-oh. I've I've said that I think you know Alberto Del Rio retains here, and I think it's going to be because Ricardo, you know, one of these things is not like the other, just does not fit in with Rob Van Dam. I mean, it's ridiculous. The airbrush T-shirts, he looks ridiculous with Rob Van Dam. They've got about as much chemistry as oil and vinegar you know it just it, it's not working out right i mean oil and water if you want um I, I just i think that alberto del rio retains i think that ricardo uh gets welcomed back into the fold with open arms by adr so your winner and still world heavyweight champion a d r funny last week on uh or was it yesterday i think i think it was yesterday on uh, wwe vintage with mean gene and Renee Young, they had a they had a match from ECW's Living Dangerously back in the day. Yeah. RVD Sabu. against Sabu with Fonzie, and I swear to God, they fucking lit it up. The two of them were fantastic. And, and when you say Fonzie, you don't mean the one that goes, "Hey, no, not not." You're not talking that. about the whistleblower, correct? Yes, correct. Yes. Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso. Former WWF referee. Correct. One of the ugliest motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Denny. Yeah. yeah, Denny. But I like Fonz. I like. I him. mean, for he, all he's... for all the money Bronx that Bill Alfonso made, you'd not think that he could have gone to one freaking dentist to get. I mean, his two front teeth were like one was going east and one was going west. I know with teeth like that, you think he was British. That's oh, wow. Thank you, you realize that's about fifty listeners right there that are gone. <laughs> he's got te- well, Walkie's got kind of funny. No, no, no. I'm not talking about anybody's teeth. I'm talking about the British. The British are coming. How do you know? We can see their teeth. That's how we know. (laughs) You know know what else I miss that I'm hoping uh, Ricardo turns? I miss Alberto going mow the lawn. Oh, make dinner. Oh, I miss that. He can't do it with RVD. It just doesn't work. Rob. No, it doesn't sound the same. Roberto. Vendemo. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah, he's got to he's got to Spanish it up a little can bit. Can you can you imagine if Ricardo Rodriguez did the ring introduction for Oscar De La Hoya? <laughs> that that would have taken about five freaking minutes. That'd been awesome, actually. Yeah. By the way, uh, we'd like to send out kudos to, and I know he's listening, deep from within the bowels of the Betty Ford Institute, Oscar De La Hoya. Wish you all the best in your recovery, Oscar. I, yeah. I, I second that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Jesus. Money Mayweather, 45-0 and 0 now. We got a hell of a wrestling match upstairs, I think. Well, they're dancing with the kids upstairs. Oh, oh, and by the way, speaking of the boxing match last night, yes. uh, notice to everyone, please don't show close-ups of Lil Wayne. I mean, damn. Speaking of bad teeth. I mean, that <laughs> motherfucker smiled and my monitor's brightness reset itself. <laughs> and, and, and not British. Not British. There you go. Yeah, it's amazing when Lil Wayne smiled, Bronx's eyesight got all of a sudden mysteriously brighter. Ooh, nice move. This is a good match. These two guys, I think, oh, yeah. styles complement each other, without a doubt. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that Lucha Libre kind of high-flying, n- not knowing what where anything is coming from at any given oh. moment. Jesus! Oversell. Backstabber by ADR. Over- wow. well, yes, backstabber. That was a hell of an oversell by RVD on the backstabber. <laughs> he landed on the back of his... Back of his freaking head. Anytime I hear the term backstabber, I, I like looks like the OJ should come on as a music band singing <laughs> backstabber. Bronx, are you old enough to remember the OJ singing backstabber? The only OJ he remembers is the one driving a white Bronco. <laughs> I remember the OJ who did, who did some front stabbing. Wow. Two poor motherfuckers, but that's about it. <laughs> Bronx, you don't drive, do you? Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't drive. That'd be a bad. JJ can attest to the fact uh, when we got together that me driving would be a bad idea. I I heard uh, just with the white Bronco th- story and Bronx in the same sentence. I kind of had this See, horrific thought process with the release of, of Grand Theft Auto Five coming out on Tuesday. Yes, uh, in a real life Grand Theft Auto situation, you would not want Bronx behind the wheel of a car. No, I don't think any inanimate object would be safe. Buildings would would be down. Uh, it just it wouldn't be a very good idea. RBT at the top of the turnbuckle. Oh, beautiful senton on ADR. Wow, nice. I'll drive my ass off in GTA, though. That That's one place where I can drive. You could drive where? In GTA, Grand Theft Auto. That's the only place I can really drive. <laughs> I, was just looking the, I, was, I was just looking in the chat room, and I think L-Train's got the zinger for tonight. You know, talk about me making fun of the british he says there goes the british listenership because we lost a couple people in chat 
And then El Torino says, wow, Bronx made a lawnmower reference while talking about Mexicans. See? <laughs> See, we wow. are equal opportunity offenders here. That's right. <laughs> and it was established many years ago that, in fact, Jeff Jackson is not a racist. Right? We did establish that. I am, I am not a racist. Not a racist. No. Nope. I, I, I shit on all races equally. Correct. That's right. Especially, <laughs> especially the white redneck people, because that's where I'm from. In fun. So uh, that makes you a sociopath, then. It does. Correct. Well, yes. You know, I. You make fun of Canadians more than anybody because I live here. Right. Because you motherfuckers are the worst drivers on the fucking planet Earth. I, I swear to God, every day I feel like sticking my foot up some Canadian's ass because you motherfuckers cannot drive. Well, just a minute. You, you know that it's fall here, and pretty soon, within a month or so. There's going to be the first snowfall, and there's nobody that drives worse on the first snowfall of the season than somebody that lives in Calgary. I know. You motherfuckers would be like 100 kilometers an hour or fucking 100 kilometers down to fucking Deerfoot with fucking snow and ice all over the place, slipping all over the place. Yeah. It's like, slow down. Jesus. But here's what I don't understand. A Muslim is an expert driver of a camel because they used to be in sand. Wouldn't with all the snow you motherfuckers get, you would think the drivers would be good in it? Yeah, I know that theoretically, Bronx, that would be the case. However, I think that because they've been going 60 or 60 miles an hour over the speed limit all summer long, that when the first snow hits, it's like, oh, really? I can't go 60 miles an hour over the speed limit anymore. Bang, smash. Oh, I guess not. It's funny, you know, here I am a redneck from Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas. I've lived in all those places. And, you know, I mean, I lived in Denver for a couple of years, but never drove there. Oh. But of all the places that I've lived, mainly the down south area, you would think a guy from Arkansas, Oklahoma would come to Calgary and not be able to drive in the fucking winter. I'm the best fucking driver here. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind yeah, of I'm looking, I'm looking ahead, forward Brooks. to J.J hit me up on Skype like every two weeks when the snow starts. <laughs> cutting promo about some car incident he was in. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised you haven't actually been been hit more by other errant drivers in the snow here in Calgary since you've been here. The only accident I've had since, well, I've had a couple, but the only one uh, most while that, driving that was, my, that was my fault, and I still, there's, a, there's an asterisk on that one. RVD with a nice Spinning roundhouse kick on ADR, who is down. And he hits it with a leg drop. He's going to go up for the five-star. It's time. Let's see. Is this the moment where Ricardo screws Van Dam over? He's going up top for that five-star or that, I guess, three-star lately. It hasn't really been a five-star. Yeah, no. Rob Van Dam to the top. Posturing. He's RVD. We know it. And here's the five-star. And oh. Alberto Del Rio with the knees up. RVD landing knees oh. first. Cross arm breaker. Oh. That could be it. <coughs> RVD trying to get out of this one. But he's in the center of the ring. Come as, on, Ricardo. Save him. Save him. As Michael Cole just kind of uh, let us know, he's in the center of the ring. There's no way out. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. This we, isn't no way out. It's Night of Champions. Well, there you go. Yeah. Little Nate ready to ring the bell. Oh, yeah. He's got it in. RVD has nowhere to go. There's nowhere for him to fucking go. No, RVD's trying to get out of it. He's getting closer to the ropes. Yeah. He's going to make it to the ropes, yes, folks. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, wait. Oh. Ricardo is going to hit him with the cast as soon as he gets to the ropes. Yeah, maybe the whole IWC booking policy got back to the office, and the office said, no, fuck oh, the IWC. Got- Ring the bell. What? Oh, so. He RVD is- wins. RVD wins. 
ADR gets DQ'd for not letting letting go of the hold by the count of five. Yeah. By DQ. Oh, I'd love Vicky to come out here. Vicky or Triple H to or continue the match, Bronx. And yeah, I mean that's kind of it. Just goes to show, and I've said this. I'm blue in the face right now from fucking saying it again. This title means jack shit to this company. I'm sorry, man. I just that's kind of weak. I mean, I know he's a heel, but really, hollow yeah. victory. Yes, you're right. You're right, uh, King. Hollow victory. I, I'm not real impressed with the finish of this match. And now he's just going to beat the shit out of Rob Van Dam some more. I mean, it's great for getting him heel heat. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I mean, it's Night of Champions. I want to see belts defended and have finishes to the match, not, you know, some bullshit disqualification fucking win. That's that's bullshit to me. Okay, things are getting darker. ADR just grabbed a steel chair. So shit's about to go I South. Love, oh, nice. The nice evil asshole look into the camera. Good selling by ADR. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Ricardo's got Ricardo the chair the and he's going to hit RVD. Short DDT. And he's going to nail RVD. Or it's maybe not. Ricardo. Oh, see, now, now there wouldn't be any reason for Ricardo to fuck over RVD. No reason. He's going to give him the coast to coast. No, he's going to fuck him right here. He's going to fuck him. He just told RVD, go ahead. Ricardo's got the chair. Let's see what happens. No? Yeah, and a coast to coast. Interesting. This I don't know. Is this, this is interesting. We're so wrong. Completely and utterly wrong. I like being wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be right. It is. But it's, 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 it's more difficult to be uh, tastefully wrong. Look oh, at that. that's well. still my favorite move. Shit, fuck. All right, well, Ricardo ain't turning on him after that, so. Yeah. Not tonight, anyway. Wow. Van Terminator? Van Terminator. I haven't seen it in a long time. Or as Shane liked to call it the coast to coast. Coast to coast. Yeah, Shane O'Malley. But, but I always liked did, the Van Terminator better. Did you hear about the rumor about Shane O'Mac coming back. He's not coming back. Not coming back? Uh, uh, nah. No, he stepped down as the uh, the head of that group, but he's still with them. He's not coming back. I don't see it happening. That would be funny if he did, theoretically, to um, be the, the face opposite, the baby face, if you will, opposite the corporation. The only thing I would want Shane O'Mac back for is if they bought a wrestling company and he was the head of it, you know? We already saw that once, though. Well, and it failed yeah, miserably, yeah. and it's because they didn't have any resources to put into it, you know? You know they should have let it go. I, I didn't see the X by the referee, but could ADR be legit knocked the fuck out? If he's not, he's selling it brilliantly. Oh, I think he's selling it really well. But then again, RVD is known to be stiff, so... Who knows? We'll find out tomorrow when they say that our ADR suffered a concussion or some shit. You know, you never know. Well, see, Shane, getting back to what you were saying, Shane, if they would have kept that whole shit truly separate, and when the storyline started out where Shane told his father, screw you, I'm the one who penned the deal, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And then, you know, if they would have kept it totally separate, it could have been very intriguing. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Bronx. I always thought, looking back, instead of uh, dissolving it and formulating SmackDown, that they should have kept 
WCW a separate entity and, you know, once a year have a Super Bowl-type champion versus champion scenario? That's what WrestleMania was for. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could have been a big deal, but they didn't do that. Now, Jerry Lawler was recently on uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, which if you don't listen to, it's it's actually pretty good. uh, Steve Austin has actually done a, a, a hell of a job since starting this podcast, he's become a very good interviewer, and it's a very good show. Mm-hmm. I listed on the reg. Uh, but he had Jerry Lawler on, and Lawler said the original plan, I think, for that was that they were going to give uh, WCW the Monday night time slot, and they were going to move you know, Raw over to uh, the Friday night time slot or the Thursday night time slot. And then what happened was the Booker T-Buff Bagwell match where they shit the bed, and it, after that it was just done. It was yeah. over. Yeah. And that's what happened. But uh, I always maintain if they would have kept that um, the company separate, had Shane run it the way that they had, and just basically given Shane the WCW brand with all the resources that they had, uh, you could have made so much money because it could have been two separate brands. You could have had 12 pay-per-views a year for both of them. Uh, it just it would have been a better uh, business model than doing a brand split. I'm, I'm still not sold on the whole Raw and SmackDown as brands never been a fan of this and and here lately raw and smackdown the only thing that separates them is nothing because it's the it's, set and the introduction yeah that's it and yeah, yeah. you know you, you, you turn on raw you see the daniel bryan corporation storyline you turn on smackdown triple h starts to show off uh it's a continuation of monday night what is the point in having a brand split and having two world heavyweight champions when it means nothing if it's the same show from week to week it's just a continuation and I, I think that's the problem uh with what they're doing and hopefully they rectify that unify the championships because you don't need two mid-card belts you don't need two world championships if it's going to be uh if smackdown is indeed a continuation of raw it just it's stupid uh let, let's go to the poll real quick who is the greatest heavyweight champion uh without a shadow of a doubt rick fucking flair what Oh fuck! Wow, I think R- I think what? I think Booker had something to do with the voting here. Wow! Wait, wait, wait. Undertaker and Edge beat out Ric Flair, but Booker T won this vote. Are what you a, what a what? work? What a work! What the fuck? Wow. Now and they didn't even say. Now wait a minute. Did, that, how does Booker? Booker was Booker T ever a ch- uh, world champ in WWE uh, once? Yes, but he was a five time, five time, five time, five time, five time WCW champion. Right now, if you would said WCW, that oh, would have been a different story. It's the World Heavyweight Championship. You're going to tell me that Ric Flair got conceivably the second lowest votes. Ric Flair, one of the greatest wrestling champions. I mean. You know, personally, I, I could give two shits about Ric Flair. I'm really pissed at the guy right now. But in his place in history, greatest world heavyweight champion of all time, Booker T. What the what you fuck, thinking? folks? Yeah. On a completely, completely different note, this just in from Kurt Angle's Twitter account. And I quote, if I work for the WWE again and I say I'm gay, I wonder if I get jump shotted to the top. Did, did he really put that on his Twitter account? Yeah, put that up. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I I don't know whether it's a what slow the, it's a slow day in rehab for what, Kurt Angle, but Tim, what what the fuck? What's wrong with this guy? You know, man, I'm sorry. 
and I know he's been on the network before. I'm really sorry. Okay, it's it's but sad. I, it is. I mean, come on, man. Why you gotta shit on guys who have nothing to do with you? I mean, come on. Oh, now tomorrow. Wait a minute. Tomorrow we'll get the news. Well, my Twitter account was hacked for the 750th time this week. <laughs> I, yeah. Wow, that's uh, sad. That's that's. I don't even know what to say, folks. Uh, after the Booker T is the greatest world heavyweight champion of all time, and Kurt Angle tweeting that, I am flabbergasted. I, I don't even know what else to say at this point. Show's over. We're out. Bye. Wow. <laughs> Curtis Axel. Wow. Curtis Axel's father, Mister Perfect Kurt Henning, once managed Triple H during his early years in WWF. Interesting. I don't. I didn't recall that. Um, well, if if you remember, he didn't actually manage him per se. I think he did briefly for like a week or two. Right. If you remember, they they started things out where uh, Mr. Perfect was managing or was the mentor of Mark Marrow. Ah, and right. What yes. they did was Mark Marrow was the Intercontinental Champion at the time. They had that tournament, and the final was Mark Marrow and Farouk in his stupid gladiator outfit, <laughs> who was managed by Sonny. Farouk, yeah. And uh, what ended up happening was uh, Triple H kept coming to the ring with with the different women, and that's when Kurt Hennig took his women away, and they started a feud, and he jumped Kurt Hennig, you know, in the back, and then they set up a match between Mark Marrow and Triple H on Raw, and Triple H said, "I'm not going to wrestle unless the title's on the line," and then Kurt Hennig turned on Mark Marrow, allowing Triple H to, to win his first Intercontinental Championship, and that's how that all came about. And I think it was maybe a week or two later, Kurt Henning was gone from the company and showed up on WCW. And that's pretty much, in a nutshell, where that came into play. Just off the top of my head. You're folks. just a freaking walking encyclopedia. And I believe the year was 1996. Wow. Was this match announced? Uh, no. Another, this, another throw-in. This is obviously something that happened from SmackDown this past week, which was... Uh, an interesting train wreck, to say the least. Anytime the great Kali dances in the ring, um, you know it's it's pretty wild. The Mizco Inferno I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, and he twerks better than fucking what's My, in like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. So does uh, so does the guy with the seizure. Did did you see did you see Miley's new video and she's licking the that sledgehammer? I don't mind that video. No, you, it's, you know it's well done. It's, it's artistic. Yeah. You know, in that one, okay, yeah, there's there's scenes where she's riding the damn. Slatting, sl yeah, she's, she's she's nude, right? But, she, I mean, she's yeah. covered up, but she's not twerking. She's not doing crazy shit. She's straddling that big cement ball. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's mainly, uh, it's, 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 it's a song that's kind of dedicated to her relationship with uh, with the brother of Thor, Liam Hemsworth. They've been an on on and off again item for a long time. For those of you who didn't know, Chris Hemsworth, uh, who played Thor in the Avengers and the Thor movies, his brother Liam Hemsworth, who was in Expendables 2, uh, is the on again, off again boyfriend of uh, Miley Cyrus. And that song was, I guess, about their relationship. So uh, to me, she put feeling into it. It was an artistic video. I was fine with that one. The one before that where she's twerking all over the place and cutting the fingers off and there's Pepto-Bismol. I mean, just the drug use and shit in that one, I, I wasn't a big fan of. But this one I, I thought was pretty good. Somebody posted a mem on Facebook. I'm sorry I can't give you credit because I don't remember who posted it, but it was pretty cool. It shows her licking the sledgehammer and then Triple H holding the sledgehammer with this depressed look on his face saying, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
It's not like Stephanie doesn't lick his sledgehammer every night. What the fuck's oh, wrong with him? Jesus. Bum, you know? Um, Come on, Triple H. Quit complaining. You're just full of one-liners tonight, man. You're on uh, fire. I, I, I haven't I haven't been on the air for a while. I got all this pent-up uh, frustration to, to let loose, and we're only halfway through. Wow. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and jump our quick picks here. Oh, I'd like to for jump this... Summer Rain first. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, our quick picks for this match, Fandango versus, as Andy Knowles likes to call him, Captain Irrelevant, or as we saw on uh, this Friday night, the Mizco Inferno. <laughs> I'll start this off. I'm going to go with uh, the Miz getting the win over Fandango as he, <laughs> Miz right now channeling his inner Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, Bronx, who you got? Uh, who gives a fuck? That's my prediction. All right, there you go. All right. Who gives He's a fuck abstaining. for 500? He's there abstaining. He's abstaining. So you're going to take a big zero goose egg on this one, are you? Nah, Miz. It, uh, Miz is going to go over. Fandango's been jobbing more than the Brooklyn Brawler in a fucking, I don't know, gymnasium. I don't fucking know. I just say Miz. Uh, Mark the Shark. What's up with the furry bicep uh, <laughs> covers? On Fandango tonight. Am I the only one that still digs Fandango? I think he's got no, a great gimmick. I, no. I love him. I, I think, think he's great. I, I I I really like his gimmick, and uh, uh, the guy can wrestle. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that he's going to be a star to, to look at for the next couple of years. Um, uh, I just I think the gimmick, as cheesy as it is, it really works. I love I love the way he wrestles, but I prefer to see Summer Ray box. Anyways, oh, um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, can you believe I just said that? Bronx, can you believe that? You to death, man, but you're still a fucking animal. There's, I there's know, nothing that you can say that I wouldn't believe. To be quite honest, actually, I mean, it's been, it's been quite lighthearted lately. The last couple of months, I really haven't uh, delved into the, uh, the dark side, if you will, for a while now. I'm saving that up for uh, uh, the December edition of SNS. That'll be our Christmas party version, maybe. I don't know. That's we'll be, it. We'll all be drunk, except. Shark. I, I, I noticed that there's remnants of some sort of alcohol on the shelf of doom over there. Yeah, there's some rum or something over there. I don't yeah, know what that is. It's a it's a, like about a tenth of a Mickey of, of of rum, spiced rum. Yeah, yeah. With all the filth going around, you forgot to give your pick. Uh, it's from the irrelevant category. Um, I th- <laughs> I think that uh, the Mizinator goes over here. So we're all unanimous. That means Fandango is unanimously going over. Unanimously, there we go. I actually wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't dislike Fandango at all. He's one of these guys, though, even more so than Brodus Clay, where the music is really what's getting the guy over. Oh yeah, the the the, the uh, kids in the WWE universe and the crowd everywhere they're Fandangoing. And is it me or did Summer Rae get augmentation this week? I think she got it recently, but yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot more Bronx. There's a lot more cleavage going on with Summer Rae tonight. Maybe it's just her uh, two sizes too small. Uh, we interrupt Shark's uh, anomaly on the broadcast right now to bring you the most up-to-date version of the Twitter accounts of the SNS Radio Network featuring the Bronx Father. At SNS Radio Network, at SNS Unplugged, at Bronx Father, at SNS underscore JJ Sexay one, at Trey on the radio, at SNS Get in the Zone, at S underscore Tapley. There you go. Very good, Bronx. Throw it's, that man a cookie, folks. It's funny. I, I, I need like a, an SNS related Twitter account, like at the shark or well, something. And make one. Yeah. Just, Have two. <laughs> but. 
the whole the, the, the whole SNS verse knows my real name anyway. So oh, the SNS the verse. Fuck? Maybe we should coin that. That's yeah, the SNS thing. verse. The SNS verse. Ooh, I like I'm it. I'm telling you, this motherfucker is a creative juggernaut tonight, JJ. He is. It's a mistake, I tell you. Oh, Miz working the leg, something that I've been bitching about for a while, and Miz must be listening because he has been working the leg in recent time when he's applying the figure four leg lock. Yeah, instead of just putting it on out of the blue. Ric Flair has been quoted as saying that, oh, he put the figure four on people and never won, but he gives it to Miz, and Miz beats everybody with it now. That's it. I'll tell Ric Flair to go fuck himself. Of all people to okay. give the figure four to. Why not Dolph Ziggler? There's the close-up of Summer Rae, and yes, I do believe, unless it's a bra that's four sizes too small, she has had augmentation. Well, I mean, I was worried when she did the splits when she first got in. She was down for so long, I thought they might have to bring the spatula out. But thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Stuck to the mat, eh, Marks? That was a beautiful Falcon Arrow by Fandango delivered to the Miz, but unfortunately on his landing, he tweaked that leg, uh, doing a very good job of selling that knee is Fandango. Fun, dong, go. The Falcon Arrow. The Falcon Arrow. I haven't heard that in a long time. I will say this has been a decent match, guys. Have you noticed that the matches have been going a lot longer than uh, we've seen on previous WWE pay-per-view matches? Well, let's put it this way. We have a United States title match still up. Yeah. We have a tag team title match still up. Two. We have the WWE championship match, and we have, so we have four matches left. Left. 7.25 7.25 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Oh! Beautiful leg drop to the Miz by Fandango. These guys are great together. I'm really hoping that they don't they don't take a match out like the U.S. title match. I'm really no, hoping I, that doesn't happen because no, no, the no. constraints are getting up there. Nah. What, you're going to take away Dean Ambrose and, uh, and Ziggles? Uh, I think that's one of the most highly anticipated matches of the show. Well, but then again, I mean, uh, the whole fucking, uh, the whole WWE universe, the IWC, everybody on the internet seems to think, oh, we got we got some video problems. The whole IWC seems to think that Dolph Ziggler is in a state of deep push because, yeah, well, well, because of what's going on. With what the, is going on? Up there, I read that yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck did he do to piss off the office? Well, okay, there was apparently an interview that he did where he talked about how Randy Orton's always been the golden child and they've always been behind him and that, you know, he's not a big fan of Randy Orton, which he said it, and The Miz just made Fandango tap like Sammy Davis Jr., baby. Is that the second or third tapping of the evening? What was that, Bronx? He just tapped out, baby, just like me, baby, when I go and tap dance. It's over the Miz, your winner, baby. The Candyman joining us on the program. Wow. Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow, you really have to dig deep down into the uh, financial coffers of the network, JJ, to uh, spend the money to bring Slam and Sammy on for an evening. Brother, an impersonation so bad it would bring a tear to a glass eye. Wow. <laughs> I mean, who's up next? Fucking Peter Lawford? Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Joey Bishop, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis, you know, I hate Jerry Lewis, but you know, Jerry Lewis, Bronx. Nah, eh. doesn't do nothing for me. No. But anyway, I mean, I, so I'm so I guess we're all unanimously right on that one. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe it. For the first time tonight, I'm actually on the board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm undefeated. I think Bronx, you haven't lost a, a quick pick yet, have you? 
Uh, I lost the unofficial one. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't what, count. What, what match did we have earlier that I missed? Um, the impro- Oh, uh, Kofi versus... Um, What's his face? What's his face? Yeah, I just drew a fucking blank. You know, the guy that's the Intercontinental Champion, the Paul right. Heyman guy. Oh, yeah, uh, right. uh, the, the son of a Hall Kurt, of Famer. Kurt Henning Jr., that's it. Uh, yeah, Kurt Henning Jr. Joe. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> anyway, I'm, well, see, we got to put over the Army. This, uh, We're putting over the Army. Yeah, I was busy looking at that. This is pretty cool. Yeah. National Guard getting their props. Uh, we were talking earlier. The lesbians are getting airtime. There you go. Yeah. We were talking earlier about car accidents here in Calgary that I've had. Speaking and, of train and, wrecks. And, and, and we got sidetracked, and I want to I want right. to finish my story real quick. Yeah. The one that really bothers me that I'm, I'm putting an asterisk on is, and, and you're familiar with this stretch of road, you know, right there as you're coming off Memorial, and, you know, that set of lights where you got the two train tracks? Ah, yes. Okay, so you're coming from the from the north, going to into the south. Yep. And that first light where you can get on to Deerfoot. Okay? Yep, yep. Or you can get back on Memorial. Right. I'm, I'm turning around to get on Memorial. Lots of construction okay. there, yep. So what happens is, and this is like right after the snow has melted a little bit, there might still be a little bit of ice and gravel all over the place. And Harmony's in the car with me. We're in my car. We're going... Right after that first light, we get the green light, and there's a there's a Middle Eastern guy in front of me, and you know how you've got and there's no cars in front of him. Was okay? it the Iron Cheek? No, no. <laughs> you know how you've got the, the two set of, of railroad tracks. Yes. Okay. There's nothing in front of him, and he stops at the first set of railroad tracks. He stops. He was afraid. He stops. He, he was concerned and like slams on the brakes and stops. And so I'm. You almost rear-ended him. I did rear-end. Oh, you hit him because I couldn't stop because there was gravel on the road from all the ice and stuff that had melted. Right. Right. So I I slam my brakes. I start turning the car, and I just nick him in the fucking back on the passenger side. I almost missed him because I'm turning the wheel and trying to fucking not hit this asshole for stopping too fucking soon. Did his lawyer get out of the passenger side? No, there was nobody there, but <laughs> okay, like I got, I got hit with the fucking fault, right? I was so pissed, yeah, and you... my insurance went up because of it because he stopped in the wrong fucking spot. Yeah, you know, I, I've always hated that that whole rule that – if you're the one rear-ending somebody, no matter what the circumstances are, it's your fault. And I wasn't even speeding. But, Your Honor, I wasn't speeding, and he stopped on a dime, and, oh, sorry, sir, you were following too close, and it's always the guy in the back's fault. Oh, well, God. a car length isn't... Net- I know in the U.S. it's a car length. I'm assuming it's the same in Canada. You're never supposed to be more than a car... Uh, excuse me. You're never supposed to be less than a car length behind someone. And depending on the speed, it can even be two car lengths. So, yeah, usually when you rear end someone, it's it, they always say it's your fault. But I think a lot of times it's bullshit. I no mean, yeah. And I remember how pissed off you were when that happened. JJ came on the air and called the guy and would you call the fucking Iraqi something? I, I, I don't know. I want to say what I called him because I want to offend any Middle Eastern people here. I said something to, along the lines of, if he had driven a camel, I wouldn't have this fucking problem. Wow. <laughs> Once again, we established earlier on in the show tonight, Harmony, I'd just like to reiterate that Jeff is not a racist in any way, shape, or form. Really? No, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was, I was pissed, man. I was really pissed. Sure. Show's got the hell in it. You got to watch with those motherfuckers, though, because he could have like a you know a rocket launcher in the back of the car or a freaking 
you know, grenade. You got to be careful with these these guys, you know. And I'm not a racist either. No, but like, like I said, I was I was pretty pissed about that one. Like I said, my, my insurance is still, and it's been a year or two since that happened. But and it'll be another year or two before it goes yeah, back down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the only other time I hit anybody was a similar situation, but I was over there off McLeod and hit some black ice, and I think I was maybe going five kilometers an hour, and I just barely bumped into this old man in front of me after hitting the brakes and sliding. Did no damage. No damage. No damage. And did, I, I felt bad about it. Did, he, there was claim, no, did no. he claim to have a sore neck or anything? No, he was no? fine. He, he looked cool. at the car and said, ah, oh, there's, there's nothing. Don't worry about it. And, you know. Time for the handicap match, ladies and gentlemen. With, oh, okay. uh, the old man was in a car. I thought you were going to say you just bumped some old man. I didn't hit no fucking old man. He was in a car, Ron. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman coming up versus CM Punk. Still, your intercontinental champion, Curtis Axel. This will be his uh, his deuce for the night as he's got a second match up here. Is no. it me or did Curtis does Curtis Axel need to go and lift some weights and do some sit ups? Not that I'm one to talk, but no. then then again, I don't get paid to wrestle in a he, pair he, of swimsuit. He, he's he's starting to get his his grandfather's body type, I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait a minute! I've got Larry the Axis Henning, Henning's body type. Let me just say this about that. I'm not far behind you there, yeah, my well, friend. Well, no, but, uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Heyman still doesn't have the uh, red bloodshot eyes that he was uh, uh, brandishing on SmackDown this past week. He's selling so well. I almost, as much as I, well, I, I don't hate Heyman at all. I love the guy. But as much as I am supposed to hate the character, I almost feel a little sorry for the motherfucker. He's wearing the freaking black, like, WWE logo, uh, like jumpsuit or whatever the fuck he's got on. That's jacket and pants, jacket and pants, and he does have his uh, his wrists taped with black hockey tape. Speaking of hockey, man, how about that Kippersoff? Retired. Yeah, yeah. gone for, for for like just said no, thank you. Do not give me the one point five million that the last year of my contract stated, and I'm just going to go back up to my nice house up in Signal Hill with my wife and kids, and do absolutely nothing other than swim and drive around in one of my 73 cars. So with that being said, those of you that are Calgary Flames fans, apparently the Flames don't have a team anymore. It's gone. It's gone. They have a team. It's just filled with a bunch of uh, rookies, and it's going to be a sad year in, in, uh, in Flamesville this year. But... The Saddle Dome is okay. They they put in like sixty five thousand man hours over the last two months to get the the Saddle Dome reopened this week for two. That's right, I said two Eagles concerts, both sold out this week. And of course, the Flames yeah. the Flames were actually playing hockey in the Saddle Dome last night against the Edmonton Oilers. So, uh, uh, all kidding aside, I remember as well. Most of you do. Uh, that were saw the pictures that we posted on the Facebook group or Facebook in general, uh, that in fact, when the flood hit, the first 10 rows of the lower level of the uh, Saddle Dome were completely underwater. And, and uh, so was the Tron because it was on the floor. The Jumbotron room, the Tron itself, it was, uh, it was terrible. They rebuilt everything, and uh, uh, it's open. It's, it's finally open. See, what they should do is they should put a gimmick out and rename the team 
after the fans Stanley Cup Stanley Cup hopes and call them the up in flames. <laughs> or the Calgary floods because they generally tank. But I bump bump correct. Yeah, I, I saw those pictures. I don't remember if it, it might have been Harmony or JJ. I think it was JJ had posted it on Facebook, and it just reminded me of Sandy. And I was like, oh, my God. I really had a lot of sympathy. All joking aside, I had a lot of sympathy for that. And if they were able to rebuild it this quickly, good on them. That's great. Well, like I said, it wasn't really rebuilding, just renovating. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of structural damage done, but no. they had to replace a lot of stuff. Okay, so here we go. CM Punk, Curtis Axel. Uh, if oh, we, 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 we got a fight, we, we, look, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a kendo stick match here. That's it. Where's Tommy Dreamer, damn it? Now, wait a minute. This wasn't supposed to be a no DQ match. Mm. Well, hey, if it is, it doesn't fare well for CM Punk. Let's put it that way. Apparently, it is no disqualification. It is no DQ. All right, yeah. well. Michael Cole just uh, illustrated that. Well, then let's go ahead and break into our quick picks. I'm going to start things off with the lovely Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, who has just joined us in studio. Harmony, who's going over here? CM Punk, Paul Heyman, and Curtis Axel. What do you got? She says that Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman are somehow going over. Do you think that Curtis Axel gets eliminated? It is an elimination match. Oh. It is. It's a handicap elimination. So if, yeah, if Paul Heyman. No, no, if Curtis Axel. Yeah, if Curtis Axel gets eliminated, then Paul Heyman is in the match. So she says someone's coming in to save. She's got uh, the team of Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman going over here. So. That is her quick pick. Mark the Shark, who you got? I concur with uh, with the very intelligent Harmony Boom Boom. No more sex aid? Jackson? Is that what? Yeah, we, we, we dropped the we sex aid. We dropped the sex aid. All right. She never really claimed it anyway. Oh, right. Okay. All it was right. always my gimmick. So I was under the impression that should Axel lose, that then and only then, not shot uppercut, Bruce Hart booking tonight, um, that... Then and only then would Paul Heyman enter into the match. However, obviously, as we've just seen, he has been so far in the match. So uh, uh, I, I concur with Boom Boom. I think that uh, that Heyman, Team Heyman and Axel go over yet post-victory. Punk beats the living crop and bejesus out of Paul Heyman. And somebody, whether it's Brock Lesnar or a new Paul Heyman guy comes to save Heyman's butt. Bronx. Wow. I got punk. I just think one way or another, as far as he's going to win the match, but does that mean a Heyman, new Heyman guy still can't come out? No. <clears throat> but that's who I have right now. I got, I got punk. And being it's a, um, a limit, it's elimination, but it's still, a handicap match. So, yeah, Heyman could come in whenever he wants. See, I was under the assumption that Heyman and Axel would have to tag out. No. But now with the with the new stipulation, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, initially I, I was under the impression from li- watching Ron SmackDown that the only way that Heyman could get involved is, in fact, if Punk eliminated via pinfall or whatever manner Curtis Axel and then at that point and that point only then Heyman would enter into the match obviously that's out the door beautiful drop kick by Curtis Axel to the chest of CM Punk that's the second one tonight we've seen from Curtis Axel beautiful uh, if it's up to me I'm going to say that uh, team Heyman's going to go over here tonight I don't think Punk is going to win I think we are going to see the debut of a Heyman guy 
Uh, I think Curtis Axel is going to be down and out. He's going to be beating the crap out of Paul Heyman. And I think uh, I'm with Sandro. I think Cassius Ono makes his debut tonight as the next Paul Heyman guy. Uh, that would be interesting because Cassius is uh, a fantastic talent in and of himself. But and, and he's uh, dropped some weight because yeah. they've been on him about dropping the weight. He's 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 gotten a little uh, slender, yeah, and I think he'd work well with Punk in this uh, in this program. So I, I think so. I just I think that for the average fan in the WWE universe in the arena uh, tonight and and watching via pay per view, um, that should it be Cassius Ono, Jeff, they're not going to know who the hell he is. Some people might not, but most Punk, won't. But the bottom line is Punk will know who he is. Yeah. And, and, and that's the story in itself. All right. He's a friend of CM Punk. He's a rival of CM Punk from All Ring right. of Honor. And that's what's going to make the difference there. And I think that, you know, if Paul Heyman can't have CM Punk as his guy, then why not get somebody that could be the next CM Punk in a guy like Cassius Ono? Well, I mean, if, if people don't know who he is tonight, when CM Punk comes out tomorrow night on Raw and cuts a 15-minute promo on the guy, they'll know exactly who he is. So it works. Yeah, I think so. Will it happen? Who knows? Probably not, but that's just my speculative booking. I know Sandro came up with that, and I back him 100%. So uh, I think that could be the way that they, they go with this tonight because I really don't think this is where you want to end the Paul Heyman-CM Punk uh, feud. I don't think it's ready. I think I think this doesn't end until WrestleMania when he finally gets a win over Brock Lesnar and gets his revenge on uh, on Paul Heyman. Wow, we're seeing some reversals of suplexes as the table is in play. Curtis Axel suplexing CM Punk on the kendo stick opposite the table, but a nice series of reversals as both guys trying to suplex each other into that table set up in the turnbuckle. You know who I would have liked to have seen if there'd be too much, too much, you know, explaining to do if he did it because they currently have him in this stupid, worthless fucking group. I would have loved to have seen Cesaro be a Heyman guy rather than being this dumbass, you know, real American shit. Stooge. Yes. I agree. But right now they've got a spot for Antonio Cesaro. And truthfully, do you, would it make that much impact if Antonio Cesaro joined the group after just losing to Santino on Raw? No, I don't mean. I mean seriously. I they 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 just killed Antonio Cesaro by having Santino Morella beat him on Raw, of all fucking things. Of all guys, yeah. Oh, and on SmackDown they fucking had Santino beat uh, Sandow. So I'm like, the fuck. I'm telling you, the Cobra's running wild, baby. Brother, too bad. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I meant minus. Well, I know it's not going to be Cesaro. I'm just saying if they hadn't fucked him the way they did. You'll notice, Bronx, sorry to cut you off. You'll notice that the loudest pop of the night when Raw was at the Air Canada Center in Toronto was for none other than Tyson Kidd. No, than the Cobra and. Oh, yeah, yeah, Santino. Yeah. Santino Morella. The loudest pop of the night. Unfortunately, that's his hometown, I guess. Yeah, it is. What is this O'Reilly Auto Parts? I've never heard of these motherfuckers, and they're sponsoring a pay-per-view. You've never heard of O'Reilly Auto Parts? They're actually a pretty big auto parts uh, distributor. They have a NASCAR. Oh. They like I've bought many a parts in my day from O'Reilly. Well, that's just, I mean, Bronx doesn't drive, so how would he yeah. know about that? What the hell's <laughs> going on on the other side of the studio? I see a hookah pipe. Oh, no. Oh, I see. Yeah. She's I, vaping I, over I, here. She's, oh, she's vaping. 
I thought it was a, a tribute to Rob Van Dam and no. Sabu over there, for Christ's sake. It, it is her peace pipe, but All it's, right. it's, there's no illegal substances. It's just vapor. Okay. She doesn't I'm smoke pissed. anymore, but she does use the vapor. And how I'm how is it? That shit. Is it working? <clears throat> a lot of people say it works. Yeah? She loves it. Nice. Is it is it like got a flavor? Yeah, there's all kinds of different flavors. Really? Yeah. Do they have like marijuana flavor, tobacco flavor, or they do everything? Wow. I might take up smoking again. No, they, no, they, no. They even have Star Wars flavors, believe it or not. Star Wars ha- is a flavor. They have different Star Wars. Like, give me a Star Wars flavor, Harmony. Vader pudding. Yeah, <laughs> Vader pudding. Wow, I'm having a Leon White flashback here. What the fuck? Vader pudding. When I think of Vader and pudding, I do think of Big Van Vader, not wow. Darth Vader. Vader moonsault pudding. There you go. That's a good one. As long as they don't have Vulcan ale flavor, she'll be fine. <laughs> Vulcan ale Why flavor. Is taping. Oh, you didn't hit. You didn't hit record. I, I bought it yesterday and fucking recorded it. Oh, red lights now on. Well, it, it it's gonna it's gonna hit the backtrack on all everything we've done, so it's fine. Oh, it does that. It does that. Oh, okay, good. Well, but that that's just it. I I bought this yesterday. But you had a malfunction at the junction over here with the power. Yeah, Lexi fucking an hour before showtime. Tripped. No, she didn't trip. Oh, okay. She pulled the fucking cord when she was making her, was cleaning up her mess. And I lost my, my cable for like 45 fucking minutes. I was pissed. Well, I, I know mine can only backtrack like 15 minutes. Well, I guess if it does, it does. I mean, it's not like I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm watching it. But that kind of pisses me off because I thought it was. No, you were recording it for Harmony. Yeah, well. Oh, well. if it doesn't record, I'm going to say, hey, what happened to my PVR? Tell us cable. Exactly. I hit record. What happened? But I, and I think for, for that, they should provide you with the I new, wasn't even home with the new gi- digital cable terminal with built in PVR. Now that you don't have an inside operative with Intellis, you know, you yeah. might have a tough time with that. Well, she doesn't work for Telus anymore. That's what I just said. Yeah. You don't have an inside operative there anymore. It doesn't matter. I remember when my. I don't know why you guys call it a PVR. I call it a DVR. But what was funny was when I had to have my Same DVR thing. replaced, they potatoes, sent potatoes. What's that? Potatoes, potatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Does it really fucking matter if we go to PVR or DVR? The, the digital it's the same fucking digital thing. video recorder or perverted video recorder for well, guys that, like that would be your shit. For, for like guys like Bronx that are recording porno all the time. Oh, uh, go to sleep on Curtis Axel. That's got to be it for him. Oh, oh, he's going for the Anaconda vice Anaconda. Axel trying to get the hell out of Dodge. More tapping and Curtis Axel. Is that the the third or fourth tap we've seen tonight? Bronx. Sammy. He tapped once again. I'm back, baby. And now Paul Heyman has to get his ass in the ring and get his ass kicked. You need to have that, like when Bronx does that, you need to have like an intro with Sammy Davis Jr. singing the Candyman, like three bars of the Candyman. We tried that once. It didn't work too well. No? It didn't work too oh, well. All right. But, uh, look, know, look at the horrified look on Paul Heyman's face. It's like he's seen a we, ghost. Sorry, Bronx, go ahead. Potatoes in this match. What I was going to say is the guy they sent to reinstall my DVR had the IQ of a retarded turnip. <laughs> with no, no, with. <laughs> Wow. Heyman's trying to get the fuck out of there. CM Punk get, chasing trying to him. Out of, trying to get out of Dodge. Wow. Well, I'd run too. Shit. <laughs> See, I mean, look, they made this stipulation no disqualification. That's why I don't think CM Punk's going over here. Do you realize I'm going perfect tonight? Unfortunately. Yeah. CM Punk with his hands on Paul Heyman. Wow. And that setup, it looks like something I saw in Deliverance once. <laughs> 
Squeal like a pig, boy. <laughs> wow. The, re the reverse nose pull with an ear pull. Oh, man. And look, Heyman can take a bump. Oh, so yeah. He, he can take a beating. Yeah. Uh -oh. oh, yeah. I think he's going to use that kendo stick as a skewer. I think he's wearing that jacket because he's got a, like a Kevlar jacket underneath. CM Punk's going to beat him like New Jack being owed money by Heyman. <laughs> Look at this. Heyman trying to, oh, let's hug it out. Yeah, Aww. hug it out, hug it out. Little little ma little bromance moment. Oh, my. Oh. Stab the fucking stick into his stomach. Yeah, he, Bronx, he's wearing a Kevlar jacket. It didn't hurt at all. But still, oh, shit. It looked good. It looked great. Yeah. Oh, he's wearing He's hitting him so hard. Referee Mike Chioda is selling every shot. <laughs> it's making me jump. That looks hard. That's painful. I knew we'd get some of it. I think Even I'm stoned over here from the vapor on this side of the room. You can't get stoned off of it. It's you vapor. Can't? It's vapor. It's Oh, okay. All right. Well, our idiot mayor wants to ban those, too. Punk setting up for what looks to be the... No, he was going to go for the go to sleep, but he says, no, I'm not done yet. Who, who's mayor, Bronx? Yours or ours? Ours. Oh, Bloomberg. I can't wait till he's out or dead. Uh oh, Definitely the latter. Oh, Punk pulling a pair of handcuffs out of his boot. Yeah, because in the wrestling accessory department, you can't put on a boot without stuffing some handcuffs in it. Well, Look, this uh, is a prison rape now. I think I think he got them from his girlfriend, Lita. Possibly. Yeah, you know, she's had a history of. Of bondage. <laughs> Just ask any number of her boyfriends. See, the whole IWC may be screwed here because if I'm a Heyman guy in the back, I'm coming out about now. Right now. Yeah. He's about to get whaled so the, 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 Let's not forget, this is still part of the match. So for Punk to win, he's got he's to pin, pin Heyman. Ooh, you're right. Oh. The match isn't over yet. Right. This isn't just some random caning. Holy shit. Help me. Oh, God, help me. And by the way, Heyman, of course, is Jewish, and we just had uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Oh. So if anybody that I know, uh, of course, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement, and if anybody that I know in the Jewish faith that needs to atone for his sins collectively over the last year, other than me, it's Paul Heyman. Wow. He, Boy, he is wearing that ass out. I'm about to start ECW. Yeah. And, you know, really, I don't think he's really got to sell that too much because it's hurting like hell. I don't care whether he's wearing a Kevlar jacket or not. I'm topping. Is that what he's saying to Kyoto? I'm topping. And the crowd is just eating this up. Yeah, why isn't Heyman screaming, I give up? If you scream, I give up, technically the match is over. You got him in a fish hook. Oh, no, he's not going to do this. Oh, yeah. No, somebody's go. about to come in and interfere. Right, right back, back, ladies and gentlemen. Right oh, back is the new spearing. Paul Heyman guy. Spearing. Wow. Holy shit. Right back spearing CM Punk through the table. Right back, the new Paul Heyman guy. For, may, well, oh, look at his back. Oh, my God. He just got lacerated big time yeah, by the fucking table. But it, it's the... Uh, they've been using lately these, these tables with the metal rim around it instead of just the, the old cafeteria style that... Broke down the middle, and it's the rim, the no. metal rim that cuts the back. Here we go. Paul Heyman, your winner. Two and three. 
The sound you just heard is Bronx clapping. I was not expecting Ryback. WWE, you got us. It was either that or Bronx was trying to turn the lights on in his house with the clapper. And, and <laughs> fuck you, Shark. And here's what this does. Eventually, at some point down the line, this sets up Ryback Brock. That's what they've just done. What? I don't know about Ryback and Brock. Wait, you got to turn Ryback's babyface first, Brock, yeah. if you're going to do that. Well, it could happen. It could happen, but I wasn't ex- Fuck me. No, this is my first loss. I take it back. Uh, Ryback Goldberg. That's what everybody wants to see. Uh, <laughs> what if this was Triple H just saying, go down there and help Paul Heyman? And they're going to fucking try and get Paul Heyman to join the corporation. Well, that would be interesting. I don't know. It just seems interesting to me that it would be Ryback of all people. But, okay, whatever. Once again, I'm undefeated so no. far this evening. And, and they gave us much. what we wanted. I, I, I would have I preferred Cassius Ono, but would have made more sense. But, you know, I mean, it's Ryback, so Jesus, that, whatever. That laceration on Punk's back. Wow. Well, I mean, what I like about oh, this, too, is we got what we wanted. We got to see Heyman beat up enough, but we still got the surprise. It kind of makes sense for him. It, it makes sense. It makes sense because Ryback's not the best talker in the world, A. B, he's a freaking bully. Peeps are pissed in the chat room. Cowgirl just, I think she just fucking lost it. She beside herself? She beside herself. <laughs> Doesn't like it at all, eh? No. No. On that note, did you did you catch Ryback's interviewing skills yeah, the so other night? I thought it was gold. It was Br- awesome. Brilliant. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. On this note, we've seen it. Paul Heyman gets the victory, even though he got his ass handed to him at the uh, the expense of CM Punk. Oh, look at that back, man! Punk's Blood all over the fucking mat. Punk is pissed. All right, guys, that said, we're going to take our second commercial break of the evening, come back with more pay-per-view coverage of Night of Champions right here on Sunday Night Showdown. We'll be right back, folks, right after this. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Adios. Wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. 
This is going to be fun. Hey guys, this is Ashley. And this is Sandro. And we're here to make sure that you check out the whole indie show each week on the SNS Radio Network. As both of us, along with our other co-host Randy, cover everything that you need to know on all things indie wrestling. It's your place for all the most recent indie news and event results, reviews of the latest shows from all the major promotions, and previews for all the upcoming events. We also want your feedback on any indie stuff you may have seen as well. Plus, you know, you never know. You might even get a few paperclip references now and then. So for all that and much more, listen to The Whole Indie Show every week here on the SNS Radio Network. fan of the sns radio network want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the sns network well, let me tell you how you can check out the facebook group over at www.facebook.com groups slash sns radio network on twitter follow us at sns radio network you can follow me mr money on the mic jeff jackson at sns underscore jj sex a one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network Very cool diesels. You listen on the SNS Radio Network. All right, all right. We're back right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Joining me in the studio, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, who's not on a microphone, but she's sitting right next to me. Also, we have the great white Mark the Shark DiCarlo in studio. And joining us via the Skype line all the way from New York City, he is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella, and we are setting up for the United States Championship match. Dean Ambrose of the Shield defending the coveted U.S. title against the former two-time world heavyweight champion, Dolph Ziggler. This should be an interesting match if they let it go where it needs to. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, in my estimation, one of the best of this generation of wrestlers, uh, a guy that I'd like to see on top of the business at some point. A lot of people upset right now because they feel like Dolph is not getting a push. He's in the doghouse. And you know what happens when people are in the doghouse? They job. No. <laughs> generally, you get a doghouse run, and then right after the doghouse, you're back up to where you were. Sometimes you get bigger after being in the doghouse. Doghouse equals shithouse and then back to the penthouse. Pretty much. Right. Yeah, doghouse equals you know the stop before the penthouse, but whatever it is. 
Get your mind out of the gutter, Shark. No, no. Not the penthouse you're thinking of. No, no, no. Well, I was in the penthouse in Vancouver. I bet you were. Yeah, judging the Pentos Pet of the Year competition. Oh, there you go. It was a great night. How come you're going with the, you know, when you did the self-introduction at the top of the show and you just did it again, you went, all right, all right, all right, instead of tonight, tonight, tonight. I did tonight, tonight, tonight. No, you didn't. It was all right, all I right. Started, all... I started with all right, all right, all right. Oh. But I did do tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh, yeah. Go back and listen to the archive. I will. You'll see there. that I'm right. No, you're wrong. I did it. He did it. He did it? He heard it. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Okay. You, and he was sitting right next to me. All right. Apparently, he was not paying attention. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, uh, let's go ahead and do our quick picks for this match. We'll start things off with you, the Bronx father. Who's going over and why? Uh, I, I hate to do it, but with the, you know, the prevalence of the shield in the administration now, you know, JBL said it. What happens when one of these guys loses the belt? It's going to be a big deal. I say Ambrose retains probably with interference from the shield. Mark the shark. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who would be a more favorite wrestler of mine. Pardon me, sports entertainer of mine right now in this day and age, other than Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he's at the top of my food chain right now. But for whatever reason, whether it's verbal abusing Randy Orton or whatever reason you want to pinpoint it, uh, he has been the quintessential jobber lately, and I don't see it changing at all tonight. Dean Ambrose goes over, and you know I, I, I wait for the day that uh, Dolph Ziggler's back in the world title or WWE title hunt because uh, it's been bad for him lately. Uh, Harmony, who's going over? Harmony says Ambrose. So let me see. Um, I, no, I'm just, I wasn't rolling my eyes. Just, I was just trying to figure this out. So everybody is picking Dean Ambrose. Wow. Do I pick Dean Ambrose or do I pick Dolph Ziggler? You know, I think it would be a better story if Dolph Ziggler did get the upset win over Dean Ambrose tonight. Then that gives him instant cred. It gives the more reason for Triple H and the rest of the corporation to continue this thing with Dolph Ziggler. Um, so fuck it. For the upset win, I'm going with Dolph Ziggler. I'll be different. Fuck it. Wow. We can't all be the same, so I'm, I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, or <laughs> we could see Dolph win but not win the title. That's a possibility as well. That's a third possibility. That it is. somehow... You know, like I said, the Shield, I think, is going to get involved at some point. So, who knows? Maybe DQ. Well, the Shield has got a match probably right after this, if you think about it. So, I don't know that they would come out and interfere. I mean, you could almost see a schmoz. The, the, the Shield comes out. The Usos come out. Or not the Usos. The primetime players come out. And uh, who knows what happens. But I, I think that I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my, my, my pick here. I think. Dolph needs a win here tonight, and uh, I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler, your new United States champion. Do you see that series of elbows he did a moment ago, Dolph Ziggler to Dean Ambrose? Yes. You know, Jerry Lawler recently said that was part of the reason he thinks he had the heart attack last year. <laughs> because because uh, the doctors have told him they thought that those elbows kind of uh, messed up the rhythm of his heart. So I found that a little interesting. He's been saying that for a while now, but uh, very interesting. I, I don't think, you know, to clarify, because I know the IWC has been going crazy. I don't think he's actually putting blame 
I mean, you have, he's done that to people before. You have to have had an initial problem in order for, for those elbows to aggravate it. I mean, I think Dolph's a pro enough not to fucking, you know, make them stiff as hell. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I, I I don't think, there. well, Dolph obviously wasn't trying to hurt Jerry Lawler. Right, right. But, you know, I mean, Lawler is an older guy, and he was wrestling like he was wrestling a younger guy. Had a blockage. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that happens. I'm not saying he, he completely blamed him. He said it was partially to blame. Lawler you know, wrestling uh, Jeff Jarrett this upcoming Friday night in Memphis. Well, no, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about some people in the IWC were like, oh, I read this on forums and shit today that I troll and never post on. Oh, you know, uh, Jerry shouldn't say that. He's shitting on Dolph Ziggler. No, he didn't shit on Dolph Ziggler. He was stating a fact. I mean, it happens, you know. Well, yeah, yeah just... he, he doesn't blame Dolph Ziggler. He's not mad at him or anything. Right, right. You know? It's just it's it's what happens when you're an older guy wrestling in a young man's sport what or a young heck? man's game. Look at that maneuver, raking the back of Dolph Ziggler. I I can't he's, believe I just called it a sport. He's going Mad Dog Vachon on Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I hate oh. I hate when people call this a sport, and I just did it. You did I just did that shit? There was a reverse f u. That was a reverse f u. I I can't stand it when people call this shit a sport. It's not a sport. It's a predetermined athletic. Uh, competition, but it's not a sport. Funny because Jr. used to call it a, a sport. Well, there was a the time, time. It, yeah. it was. Flair Similar. used to call it the sport of kings. Yeah, but Harley Race called it the sport of it's kings. Not a sport. No, I know Andy Knowles. Andy Knowles loves to call it a sport. It's not a sport. right. Speaking of Andy Knowles, uh, when I was in BC in August, I saw he 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 told me I was going to be about three blocks. From where it was, and he told me, he gave me the address of the house that he grew up in, and and having holy wow, shit, wow, beautiful X Factor from X-Factor the top, from the top rope, shades of old X Pac, ladies wow. and gentlemen, wow, oh that that should have been it right there. John Moxley kicks out. I mean, Dean Ambrose kicks out. If if there was ever going to be an ending, that would have been it. Wow, beautiful. That was awesome. Anyways, I, I, I saw. Was, sorry, Brox. I saw the house that the power. Andy Knowles grew up at just north of Victoria. And now that I've seen his house, that explains mostly everything about his mental capacity on this network and in life in general. Andy, my humblest of apologies. It must have been tough growing up in that house. Wow. Yeah, it, it looked like Freddy Krueger was playing in the backyard. Was, what is this promo cutting on Andy Knowles night? Isn't that every night? <sighs> wow. Speaking, speaking of horrors, have you seen Mickey James lately? I hear she's uh, on her way out of TNA, although she doesn't really have many options. She doesn't look good at all lately. <laughs> Everyone's out of out of TNA. Well, <laughs> apparently, apparently, Mr. Anderson just re-signed a contract, which was probably he good. re-signed, which was good because after WWE, taking that ass kicking. On on uh, I I did see on that. Thursday I I was impressed with the ass kicking he took he took and you know what did you see and I, I didn't it, it was a bad night for TV so I'm like oh yeah TNA's on and they're doing oh tell me it's just vapor with that coughing going on over there she's got a cold oh okay what what That's they Lexi should coughing, do by the way not oh, oh god I'm sorry I'm sorry but do you think did you see the match with um, AJ Styles and Austin Aries brilliant oh, my god. Maybe the best match I've seen, and I don't remember when. Bronx? Brilliant, yeah. Covered it, saw it, 
absolutely brilliant. See, what I think this sets up now Love is now that he's resigned, at Bound for Glory, Mr. Anderson is going to fuck Bully Ray out of that title against AJ Styles. That's my prediction. Oops. Went, wow. for, went for a famous or missed, went too far forward. Hooks the tights. And there's the famouser. This could be it. One, two, no, grab the rope. He does that shit better than Billy Gunn ever did. Yeah. And I love Billy Gunn. Yeah. Well, I think when you, you had interviewed Billy, he even said, I'm pissed off because he does it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn, of course, one of the uh, trainers at uh, WWE. What are they calling it? NXT, the Performance Center? Performance Center. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good place to break in as a wrestler. I'll no tell you kidding. right now. I, I'm, I'm very happy for Billy because I'm glad that he finally got to go back. That's here's the finish. Here's the finish. No, Dolph. Oh, I thought he had it. I thought I, he had it. Well, Dolph, with, Dolph oh. with the roll up. Oh, this is it. That'll be it. What is he calling this maneuver? It's kind of like a front face plant. Well, it, it didn't work as as the way he usually hits it. No. But, uh it's usually forehead first. But that'd be it. One, two, three. There you go. Ambrose is still United States champion. Once again, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I had a feeling yeah. it'd be a great match, though. These two, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. I wish they had a little more time, to be honest. Yeah, me too. You know, it's funny. When the Shield first hit and they actually got in the ring and, and started wrestling, I was not a big Dean Ambrose guy. I, I thought it was he, he was kind of old school and, you know, side headlock, hip toss, uh, Irish whip, duck the clothesline, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Lately, and I don't impress easy, I've been impressed by the uh, in-ring work of uh, all three members of the Shield. Well, I'm going to say this now. Oh, oh. Who is the greatest United States champion of all time? Bobo wow. Brazil, Harley Race, Ricky Steamboat, Sergeant Slaughter, Sting. Uh, I'm going to say Steamboat. Sting. Boat. Steamboat. They'll pick Steamboat. Sting, 52%. Wow. Oh, I got no problem with that. All right. Because let's not forget, the United States Championship... You win a box of Cheerios. ...was primarily a WCW title. Correct. Yeah. And, and Sting was one of the greatest, in my opinion, U.S. champions they had. Um, I always preferred him as the U.S. champion over his world title reigns. Yeah. He was always good at the chase as the world heavyweight champion. But great, when he had the championship, the it, it wasn't... Stale. It was very stale. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad Sting won that one. That one I can believe, but... Look at who are the greatest tag team champions. Look at who they, they got... Michaels and Triple H, they got the the Samoans, Michaels the Hart and Foundation. Triple H? Yeah. Foundation. They had the uh uh the Bulldogs and the LOD on the far right. Millions of dollars, millions of dollars. LOD. In that group, I think I'd have to go with LOD. Maybe because I was marks for them. I don't know. Well, you know what? This match hasn't even begun, but I'm gonna tell you my quick pick right now. I think that the primetime players are going over. I think somebody's no. got to lose some titles tonight. Yeah. Everybody has kept their fucking yeah. titles yeah. tonight. Somebody's got to lose, and I'm telling you now, I'm picking the primetime players. They should have had. Upset. They should have had a new manageress tonight, and have Ellen DeGeneres walk them to the ring. Now that would have been big if Ellen DeGeneres, correct? After Darren Young was just on Ellen's show, right? This if week. she came in tonight and was their manager for a night, and. They won the tag team titles would be a big fucking deal. Yeah. It would be uh, mainstream press all over the place. 
I am speechless because I did not expect. I thought I would be in a little corner by myself tonight on this one. But, yeah, I picked the players. Well, on four down, I picked whoever won tag team turmoil, whom I picked the players for. So, by proxy, yeah, I picked the players. Oh, and there's the the, uh, D.H. Smith Tyson kid belts. JJ, for old time's sake, can you do me a favor and do it one more time and pimp out what the tag team titles are? This <laughs> is Sparta! Tag Team there Championship of the World. Yeah. <laughs> the Roman Empire Tag Team titles. Yes. I haven't done that in a long time. And just to give you some perspective on how big... Titus O'Neil is just a second ago. He was standing in the ring with uh, Roman Reigns, who's just a beast of a big dude. And Titus O'Neil powers above Roman Reigns. It's a so, shame that Amarosa isn't in their corner tonight. Amarosa <laughs> as the manager, because think about it. You could have a successful run with the primetime players as tag team champions. Yeah. And then Amarosa becomes Yoko Ono and breaks <laughs> up the Beatles. Wow. Wouldn't that be an awesome storyline? Wow. And, and then you've got. Darren Young being the face of the whole thing, right? Because Amarosa and Titus O'Neil are the bad guys, right? You know, I think that would be a, an amazing story to go with. But I, I'm sticking to my guns here. My quick pick: Titus O'Neil and Darren Young beat the tag team champions, become tag team champions tonight, and then and lose them tomorrow night. Seth Rollins takes the pinfall. I'm calling this right now. All right, that's my quick pick. All right. Bronx, who you got? Primetime players. PTP, baby. Yeah, I, I like I said, I can't believe you're, I, you would agree with me. I, I didn't expect this. I'm t- this is Night of Champions, and no fucking belts have changed hands. And, and well, we're not going to see now. it in the main event. It's funny because they had a category on 4down.org, how many titles will change hands tonight, and I picked zero. At least one needs to change. Well, you should. And I picked one, this one. So I, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. So you're gonna you're gonna go with primetime players too. Harmony. Yes. Harmony wants to go with the shield. But okay, for those of you who didn't hear, she she wants to go with the shield, but she's going with the primetime players simply because WWE likes to be the first in everything. And with Darren Young being the first openly gay pro wrestler on the WWE roster, they're gonna capitalize on the fact that he is openly gay, and he'll be the first openly gay superstar to be a tag team champion. So she's picking the primetime players. That sums it up. Right there. Yeah. So we're all pretty much in agreement here. Sure. Did you pick yet? No, I haven't picked yet. That's why I was giving you the uh, the look. But, I mean, he's not openly gay in the ring, right? I'm sorry. I, I Rick Flair'd you. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, how is I got, Bronx, I got kayfabed over here. I got Hold kayfabed. Up. How is one openly gay in the ring? Well, it's if he had the whistle in his mouth, then he'd be openly gay. But anyways, oh my fucking god! <laughs> anyways, you you hated your your husband. Now you can hate the on me. The thoughts and views of Mark the Shark DeCarlo are not necessarily, necessarily representing the SNS Radio Network and its owner, <laughs> or or its co-owner. Can you tell me for one second if think about this? If and I will give you my quick pick. If Eventually. Darren Young had not on TMZ come out with his openly gayness, is that, is that a term? With with his with his coming out, right? with his sexuality, with his sexuality. Thank you. Um, would 
the primetime players have been turned face? Would the primetime players have been given the push that they've been getting, yes or no? The Usos would be in that spot right now. Correct. Correct. Better question. However, go ahead. Wait, wait, Bronx. However, having said all of that, I just don't think that it serves a good purpose at this point to put them over against the Shield tonight, not saying that it's not going to happen. I personally would like to see a a run of matches between PTP and the Shield. What in the blue hell are the Jacksons laughing about in... They're obviously laughing about something that was posted in the chat. Please enlighten us. I'll pick... I'll pick the shield to go over tonight. Fucking Trey in the chat room. So many wrestlers are sitting at home. I had, okay. So many wrestlers are sitting at home saying, had I just admitted I chucked cock, I'd have been a champion. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow I, w- I, w- I wonder whether Trey will be discussing that on the on the debut oh. of the doghouse. Well, well see, <laughs> the, the better question to ask, and you ask this, would they have gotten a push if he had, hadn't admitted he was gay? Here's the bigger question. Would he have admitted he was gay if the players weren't in line for a push? Uh, that, you know, that, that's a good point as well. Because JJ's conspiracy theory is that, in fact, it was all a work with WWE and TMZ. It wasn't just some random guy from TMZ. Hey, by the way, blah, 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 and oh, no, it's it, I'm gay and it's it's fine. Well, well, not from experience. I don't think this is a Chuck and Billy thing. I think he's really gay. I, Chuck I know and he's really gay. Chuck and Billy, right? I'm, say, I'm not saying it. he's not gay, Bronx. I'm saying it was I, a setup. You're going to tell I, me that, I, that, that the guy at TMZ just happens to go to the one guy who's openly gay. Yeah. Hi, 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 Bobby. It's it's Harvey Lewin here from TMZ. Listen, Darren Young is in the airport right now. Once you go and ask him whether he's gay. Now, no, now I'm, I'm uh, saying that the shark. I understand what you yeah, mean. Yeah. Telling shark that that he's really gay. You know what's what's the guy that's like the head of TMZ? The the, the head of TMZ is Harvey gay. Lewin. He's gay. He is so gay. May, yes. Maybe he said. Maybe he said, "Go talk to this guy. I think he's gay." Maybe I don't know. No, but I think my theory is that Harvey had eyes for Darren Young, and he sent his his lead reporter to go and find out whether Darren had any interest in consummating a deal with Harvey Lewin or Trey Stone. The bottom line is, I don't care if he's gay or not. No, we don't care. We don't care. But he's obviously reaping the benefits of it. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't win these belts tonight. Wow. Look at this. Titus O'Neil with that big D'Lo Brown powerbomb he's got. Two and oh no! Oh, Roman Reigns with the save. But here's the thing: if 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 the Shield loses tonight, does this not create dissension in the Shield? I could see where Ambrose says, "Hey, what, you know, wait a minute. I retain my title. You guys didn't get the job done." That's a possibility, no. Bronx, where the storyline could go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, interesting. Why is the referee just telling? Oh, that that's weird. The referee, Mike Chioda, is like, he ro- rolled. It's not Mike Chioda. It's the other dude. Oh, so much for all of that. Ten minutes of discussing TMZ, Harvey Lewin, Darren Young, and it's all Trey Stone, the doghouse, and it's all for naught. Your winners retaining the tag team titles 
The Shield. This pay-per-view sucks because no belts have changed hands. And they probably won't. The main event, you're not going to see yeah, a title no change way. hands. No it's way. not going to happen. No, 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 no. Hold on a minute. And I know that oh, Chase and I have been in agreement for the longest that Daniel Bryan isn't going to get it done tonight. But after not one belt changing hands. Yeah, that could shit. be the setup, Bronx. You know something? Andy Knowles pointed this out, and, and I will agree with him on this, that, that this could be a booking scenario that might work. Daniel Bryan wins the title tonight. For the entire night, the IWC is going crazy. They love it. It's brilliant. He's our guy, the champ. And loses his title tomorrow night? (laughs) Yep. Tomorrow night, he gets fucked and loses it right back to Randy Orton. That is a possible booking scenario I could see happen. Give us 24 hours of pleasure and then fuck everyone over. Well... I think it's too soon to take it off Orton. You just put it on him. Yeah. He's the face, the face of the corporation. You can't have company. him lose the first opportunity that comes up. I think that Daniel Bryan does everything to Randy Orton, almost gets the win. You get all the interference. The shield comes down. Triple H is directing traffic. Out comes the big show like he's going to make the save for Daniel Bryan. He walks in the ring, and he fucking KO punches Daniel Bryan because he's been in their fucking back pocket the whole fucking time. And then Randy Orton slithers over, gets on top of Daniel Bryan, one, two, three, your winner, and still WWE champion, Randy Orton. And then on Monday night, they tell Daniel Bryan, because he lost, that's it. No more title shots. That's it. And that's where it ends for him at this point in time. He transitions into a feud with the Big Show. He might even fight Triple H. And then come Royal Rumble, he wins the motherfucker. And then he goes on to WrestleMania to face... Whether it's Triple H or Randy Orton or whoever the champion is at the time that's with the corporation, I just don't see it happening. It's funny because it's been how long have we been going through the whole corporation? And it's funny they everybody calls them that, yet they don't reference themselves well, as that. It's, it's the corporation. I've heard the administration. They haven't really given them a name. No, they haven't given themselves a name. But how much longer do you think that the whole underdog storyline with Daniel Bryan versus the corporation uh, is gone a life. Months. You think? So WrestleMania, yeah, it, it can work because at some point... Is it getting stale for you, Bronx? No. No? Not at all. Not at all. I, I don't get where people say it's getting stale. I think it's pretty cool. It's not like Daniel Bryan has been totally buried. He's He's been strong on some points. It's I like it, maybe because it's old school and and I like old school wrestling. I like storylines being dragged out. And I could see like right around the Rumble, you know, freaking Brian wins the Rumble. And then maybe you start getting a little bit. Some of the baby faces say, look, enough of this shit. And Daniel Bryan, what's going to happen is you can't end it until Daniel Bryan gets some baby face backers to help him out. Well, I, and I think that has to happen. I mean, look, yeah. we've seen Dolph Ziggler get the end of the shaft. We've seen, uh, let's do this real quick. The greatest the tag team champions, the Hart Foundation, DX, Triple H, and HBK. Are you kidding me? The Samoans, the Bulldogs, Legion of Doom. I'm going with uh, Legion of Doom. LOD. Yeah. What? This is so bullshit wow. skewed. Nah, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's watching now. You're right. We see what the Wild Samoans, unless you're my age. 
I'm sorry you didn't see the Wild Samoans wrestle, except on YouTube or on video or on DVD. And, and where was Harlem Heat? Not on there. Where was where was the Nasty Boys? I mean, like seriously, where was half of the great tag teams that have been uh, been around? Where was Team Hell No? I would pick them over fucking Triple H and What HBK. about the Brain Busters, for Christ's sake? For fuck's sake, man. The Bulldogs, 3%, really? Yeah. I think this pay-per-view is not getting a favorable grade for me tonight. Night of Champions. And it's not because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty much in the losing factor. That's not the point. It's just that I'm a little disappointed at a pay-per-view called Night of Champions that With every no champion, changes. despite the fact ADR got lost, he didn't fucking lose the belt. Um, AJ was outnumbered and still managed to retain the belt. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm at a loss here, folks. The matches have been good. Don't get me wrong. We've had some botches. I mean, shit, even Kofi Kingston would have been the wild card to beat Curtis Axel tonight. Something should have changed hands by now. Well, I mean, shit, the NWA title was changed hands more times than this because Ric Flair hocked it about 10 fucking times for collateral. <laughs> So, I mean, Ric Flair has one up. Haven't heard that term in a long time. Hawked. Outstanding. Uh, if, if you if you want to hear something interesting, why don't you tune in to Unplugged on Tuesday? Because I got some venom dispute over the oh. whole JR retirement bullshit. The gimmick wink wink retirement? The You're fired because you couldn't reel in Ric Flair at the fucking thing. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to say this That's right now. Happened. That's what if happened. If Ric Flair ends up with a contract in the next year with this company and JR is not back, I'm done. I will not watch this shit well, anymore. It, it, it's interesting because, you know, you, you blame Jim Ross for not being able to keep a handle and keep Ric Flair under control, um, yet the people that were at the function and the sponsor of the function didn't have a problem. It was only Vince that had the problem well you know i watched it live and i had a problem with it because i wanted to get information on the game i didn't want to hear about rick flair's twenty thousand stories and him taking up the whole fucking show you know you had guys like daniel bryan who's who's up there and he made the comment i don't feel like i belong up here and then rick flair makes a snide ass comment to him he's like yeah me wrestling 30 minutes with brody and this guy he's like i don't know why you're here either and i thought that's highly disrespectful to a guy that's gonna Fucking go at SummerSlam tomorrow night for the championship. Yeah, that you know was bad. the fact that he brought up uh, Jim Ross's wife and talked about how he was better looking than Jim Ross, and she needs fucking glasses because she could have been with the Nature Boy, but she chose him. There was a lot of things I had problems with with Ric Flair, and I can understand from a corporate you know management side of WWE Every, why they were upset. Yeah, everything you said was in bad taste. Yes, it was, and it was but, obvious that he was he was out of his fucking mind, drunk, high, or whatever the fuck he was on. Would it be like if if Shark suddenly started saying completely offensive things and derailing the entire show, which he's been known to do? Well, but I mean, in all seriousness, let's say Shark just starts talking shit that has nothing to do. He's totally incoherent and offensive. And then Tuesday, JJ fires me sitting here in New York because I couldn't control Shark. Well, see, here's the thing. <laughs> well, the fuck wow, that was a setup. Wait for it, Bronx. Wait here's, for it. Here's the thing. I'm the producer of this show as well as the, the main host. I control the board. All I got to do is turn his mic down. And he's done. He's done. But, but, I mean, and here's the thing. You couldn't have turned down Ric Flair's mic. Could, could, the, could WWE not have said, hey, cut his fucking microphone? 
since JR couldn't get the fucking job done, he couldn't control Ric Flair, what, they couldn't have told the guy that has the mics to fucking cut him off? No. Instead, let's put the blame on fucking Jim Ross. We'll talk about this more in depth on Tuesday because I got a lot of shit I want to say about it. And I got to believe that, in fact, it's the case because I know Dave Meltzer, and he's not going to report whether whether you like Dave Meltzer or you don't like Dave Meltzer. He's got some stooges on the inside at Titan Towers that feeds him shit that he pays them to feed him. But JR did an interview less than six months ago and he said he had no plans on retiring anytime correct. soon correct and well, so to- and so we keep hearing all this bad blood between uh the WWE and rick flair he was sent home he was supposed to make a uh an appearance at SummerSlam. they sent him home they pulled jim ross and they said that there was there was heat on jim ross for not being able to control the situation and now all of a sudden we get this old oh, jim ross is retiring he's gonna work it's on work on future endeavors and all this other shit you know, they just don't want people to know he was fired. But that's obviously what happened. Vince McMahon has never given Jim Ross a fair shake. He's always belittled him. He's always treated him like shit. And that's just the way it's been. And he just looks for reasons to get rid of people. It was funny because a guy who I've never seen eye to eye with on anything, yet since he's not been in WCW, which was many, many years ago, Oh, wow, I was going to bring this up. Pittsburgh broadcaster Mark Madden said this week, and I'm paraphrasing, that Vince McMahon was always uh, jealous of Jim Ross because he knew himself that, in fact, Jim Ross knew more about the business than, in fact, Vince does. And that was, whether it's true, whether or not that's what Vince thinks or not, in reading that from... Somebody that I always consider to be not much better than a horse's anus, Mark Madden. He he hit the nail on the head. JJ, are you are you getting smoked out over there? No, I'm trying to figure oh. out what the fuck is going on upstairs. It's like buffalo are trampling in my living dancing, room. Dancing with the junior stars. I was going to bring that up. I agree. I have to agree with everything he said. And it was funny because on getting the zone, I've got I bit my tongue. I said I really wanted a rant. But it's so much better to have J.J. with me for us to rant on this Tuesday. So I just gave the story and moved on. But I can't wait till Tuesday because it's just this is just you want to talk about a guy who's been so underappreciated. We have another poll here. Let's see. Who is the greatest? It's going to be John Cena. Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, CM Punk, Triple H. It's going to be John Cena. Hogan. It should be for money. For money alone, it's Hulk Hogan. It's going to be. Oh, okay. Wow, they finally got one right. I, I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't believe it. Let me ask you a question. Dixie Carter's uh, clapping right now, Bronx. Hold <laughs> on. Let me ask you guys a question. Two guys who got some props tonight, Sting and Hulk Hogan. Correct. With the way TNA is going, do you think WWE might be kissing a little ass? Because we know they want Sting. And how great would it be to have Hulk Hogan as the host of WrestleMania 30. I would love, frankly, if if Hulk Hogan, and I do believe once his contract is up, he's out. I think that once his contract with TNA comes up because they're, they've cut his salary, they've asked him to take pay cuts, I think once he's done, he's done. There's too much money for him to be made on a residual basis with WWE. Well, think about it. With this, this brand-new video game that comes out next month, October 29th, 
WWE 2K14. 30 years of WrestleMania mode. You know, you had The Rock a couple years ago host WrestleMania. How big would it be for Hulk Hogan to come in to that event as the host? You know, I would love, quite frankly, to see a Sting-Undertaker match. I don't know how well Sting would be able to handle that. I mean, especially Taker and Sting together. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but, you know, they're they're both working hurt, I guess. I'd like to see it just because it's never happened, at least not with those gimmicks. We've seen Sting versus Mean Mark Callis before, which was nothing because he wasn't anybody of, of any real of, significance of at that note, point. No. So, I mean, I would love to see it. I don't know. But the only two guys I think they're interested in would be Hulk Hogan and Sting just because of the name value. Um, unlike when Jim Ross was, you know, uh, kayfabed, retired this past week, the IWC fucking shit themselves thinking, oh, my God, Jim Ross is going to TNA. Dixie Cotton oh is calling God. Jim Ross. Jim yeah. Ross is going to TNA. He's going to change everything. He's going to be the best booker ever. He's going he's gonna to make them a big-time deal. Jim Ross would not touch TNA with a 10-foot pole. Why? Because, A, they wouldn't pay him enough, and, B, he doesn't want that much pressure on him. And he loves Eric Bischoff so much. Yes. Oh, you know? Yeah. You I see, just, my, my problem is the fact that, that, God, we're talking about this so much tonight. I'm sorry, JJ. But for him to also be in on the kayfabe and say I retired, you know what? If I was Jim Ross, I would contact some of the you shoot guys and go on a fucking tangent. Now, he's too yeah. much of a prof- you know pro to do that. A professional, but I would love that. I would love for JR to one day. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see them contact Stone Cold Steve Austin to appear at WrestleMania 30 and him telling the WWE you fired my best friend, go fuck yourself. And don't don't think for two seconds that he doesn't have that attitude or that he just recently did an interview with Jim Ross that he has not released yet. It's gonna be released next week. And I want to hear what Stone Cold gets out of Jim Ross. Because if he tells anybody anything if he does break the story and says, yeah, I was let go, then the one guy I could see him doing that with would be, would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. The only one. It's his boy. That if he it's wanted like he... to do it. You're right, Bronx. He is his boy. You know, and, and somebody in the chat room said earlier that they'd love for me to have Jim Ross on Unplugged. So would I. But see, here's the problem. Um, I, I do a, a live radio show, a podcast every week, and I can't compete with a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if, if that's the case, I mean, you can kiss that one goodbye. I'm sure Jim Ross doesn't, you know, uh, do a lot of podcasts. And if he's going to do one, it's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin's. It won't be unplugged. It won't be anything I do. I and assure I you of that. Even if we did get him, he would, you know, stick to the work and say I retired. I wouldn't be able to accept that. Yeah. That, so, that would be my other problem. You know, and, and I hope I hope for argument's sake that he did just retire. That was just a spur of the, the moment thing. But. I don't believe that in my heart, and I don't think anybody else does either. So, But that's what it is. Let's go ahead and do our quick picks for this match as the WWE Championship match is underway. Daniel Bryan, the former WWE champion for like two minutes, uh, gets his rematch against the current champion, Randy Orton. Bronx, who's going over and why? Man, this one was so hard, but I have to stick with my prediction. Orton's going to retain, and it's going to be because of some interference. I wouldn't mind seeing Daniel Bryan get it, but the cards just don't fall that way. Orton to retain. Mark the Shark. Uh, I concur with uh, his Bronxness. Um, (laughs) As much as I'd love to see 
uh, Daniel Bryan go over. I just don't think the timing is right. I think it will happen. Um, not that soon if they're going to play it out and, and have the, the storyline go to to Mania. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll have him go over and have the fans pop as big as they are going to if, in fact, they put him over once again at a time that... Uh, uh, that it's going to mean more than just Night of Champions pay-per-view. Um, and for that reason, amongst others, uh, my quick pick is Randy Orton to retain with corporation interference. Uh, I'm going to make it unanimous. Harmony has left the room, but I know that she's picking Randy Orton to uh, to retain. So I'm going to make it unanimous. I think Randy Orton retains. Like I said, I'm calling for a screw job ending, though. I think Big Show comes out and... Uh, Double crosses, uh, double crosses Daniel Bryan. Because, again, I don't understand what they're doing with Big Show. Think about it, folks. Every week, it's if you don't do what we say, you're fired. So if Big Show was to come out, snap, and start beating up the corporation, he'd be fired. It wouldn't do him any good. He'd be fired. Right, Shark? He'd be fired. Would be no good whatsoever. Yeah, it'd be like, well, you turned against us, you're fired. Yep. So it makes more sense for Big Show to come out and uh, act like he's going to do something and then knock out Daniel Bryan. So that's that's my pick. I, Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, is getting screwed here. But a lot of people bitching that they feel they're, they're misusing Daniel Bryan. I think Lance Storm uh, did an interview recently where he completely crapped on the product and said he's already given up on the Daniel Bryan character uh, because he's never seen a baby face go through all this bullshit. Um, what? Yeah. I heard about this the other day. Apparently, uh, he's already given up on the character of Daniel Bryan because no babyface has consecutively been beat down seven or eight times like Daniel Bryan has. <laughs> Stone Cold. Uh, no, actually, Stone Cold didn't. Stone Cold uh, did have his moments where he was beaten down, but they're right. obviously they're doing something different with Daniel Bryan, and I, I just people can't get behind it. I guess I don't know. I think the guy's on fire. People love him. I don't think if he loses tonight that he's going to get a cool down, but I guess that's what some people in the industry think. I, I, I I'm just, I'm dumbfounded by the responses of people on the internet. You know, yeah. oh, I'm so sick of this shit. Oh, why isn't Daniel Bryan getting the victory? Even though he's red hot during the match, he gets the victory, but he gets laid out at the end of the night because the numbers gang up on him. That's where having members to back him up is going to be the changing. Uh, of this angle and i think that that's going to come soon personally i'm happy with what they're doing i think that when it's all said and done daniel bryan is going to be on par with john cena maybe not as big but pretty damn close and if they do it any sooner it doesn't mean as much you exactly. gotta have the babyface chase and as jeff referenced a little while ago um when they flashed up the greatest united states champion of all time being sting that's what Ric Flair said when he was sober. That Sting was his greatest opponent because he was such a great babyface um, challenger for the title and great in the chase. And Daniel Bryan is magnificent in this role, got the support of everybody in the WWE Universe, and it makes it believable that Daniel Bryan can beat Randy Orton for the title but he just, if they put it on him now, it, it, it obliterates the chase. It's like, 
oh, yeah, he won the title back and uh, he's going to have a rematch against Randy Orton and so on and so forth. If he continues to chase and lose by any crooked means necessary, it means more when they finally put the title on him. I mean, you know what this reminds me of to some degree? I've, I've gone back recently and watched uh, stuff from the Attitude Era, and, and to a degree, I can almost see comparisons made to Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton that were made to Mick Foley and The Rock. But what I don't want to see in this feud between the two is the hot potato title two or three times. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Meaningless. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, go ahead. It's like, you know, we all strive for things in life. We want to get a better job, a better apartment, more money, more recognition. When a baby face is chasing, the fans love him. They love him. Once the, the guy gets the title, you're like, he's achieved his goals. Yay. But you're not as emotionally invested in him as when he is just trying so hard and clawing and, and trying to get to the top. You empathize with him because we all do that every day in our regular lives. Beautiful. So her Hang on a second. Beautiful Hurricane Rana. And then uh, followed up Randy Orton on the outside. Daniel Bryan with a suicide dive onto Bryan on the outside. Sorry to cut you off, Bronx. No, it's okay, man. It's all good. The action in the ring takes precedence over my bullshit. But I'm just saying that, you know, that's where we connect with baby faces. Daniel Bryan is not going to lose any baby face he, if he doesn't win tonight, especially if he gets fucked over. Well, think about it. He is striking the blow for the, for the, for the smaller guys. You know, he's not a John Cena. He's not a Stone Cold Steve Austin. A lot of people are comparing this to the Steve Austin thing. The difference between Daniel Bryan and Steve Austin is Steve Austin was a legit badass that would do whatever he could, whether it was using a beer truck or running shit over with a 4 by 4 or milk, you know, tr a milk truck, beating guys up, <laughs> doing whatever. I mean, I think what they're doing with Daniel Bryan is basically saying that here's a guy that, you know, everybody can get behind. He's a small stature guy. And he's going to overcome the odds in the end. And I think that's the story here. And that's what people got to look at. I mean, you've got a great foil in Triple H and Randy Orton. What a great uh, duo these guys are. As look at far this. As, oh. oh, wow. Beautiful knockout DDT to the outside by Randy Orton. Uh, showing the replay here is Daniel Bryan does the suicide dive to the outside. And, of course, Orton capitalizes with that DDT on the outside. Just fucking sick. Sick. And, I mean, I really think that that's the story here. He's the guy you can get behind because he's not a big guy like a Randy Orton or a John Cena. You know, he's, what, five foot eight, But he goes in there and he gives everything he has. He's got heart. And that's the story. He's got heart. Wrestlers today, a lot of them don't have heart. That goes back to some old school mentality. You know, Randy Orton didn't deserve this title. He didn't win it. It was given to him by Triple H. Right, yeah. And I think, I think once Daniel Bryan wins this title at WrestleMania, he'll go on to hold it for a little while, and he'll legit beat people. He'll probably have a rematch with John Cena, and he'll legitimately beat John Cena. Ref bump. Yeah, there's the ref bump. Daniel Bryan with a drop kick onto Orton, who runs into the referee, knocking him to the outside. Now is when we're going to see some interesting things happen, because this is not a no-DQ match, correct, guys? Correct. All right, correct, yes. No steps. Okay, so maybe that's... 
This is where we might see some interference and some big show stuff. Brian going for the LaBelle Rock. Actually, lock. yeah, the finish is close because what? it's 8.44 p.m. The yes Mountain lock. Standard Time, which means this pay-per-view is going to be ending here Here comes quick. The, uh, the backup referee. And no, it's not Vince McMahon. Fuck did he come from? From under the ring. <laughs> just oh, beautiful power slam. Shades of Animal of LOD. Yes. Who had a great power slam, by the, the best. way. Yes. By the way, Joe Laurinaitis' uh, son and the St. Louis Rams not doing well today got obliterated by the uh, Atlanta Falcons. That's no good. No. What's his son's name? Laurinaitis. That's his last name. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. I forgot his first name. You're fired. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm supposed to be the resident NFL guy. You are because I, I don't know. watch the shit. I know. I haven't watched it in a long time since I haven't watched football religiously since Elway quit. Right. I love well, me some Broncos. I will give him credit for a good cover up. Elway was at. Uh, uh, What's his name? Laurinaitis. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Elway was uh, was at MetLife Stadium today as the uh, Broncos defeated severely the New York Giants and Elway was uh, uh, on the sidelines as he wanted to go down there and congratulate his man, Peyton Manning, in his uh, victory over his brother, Eli. Randy Orton is, is in the yes lock. He's made it to the ropes, however. He's made it to the ropes and he has to break the hold, but there for a moment, Randy Orton feigning. Was he going to tap out? Yeah, no way. Great match so far. You know, Daniel you know, Bryan is so physical, man. I mean, he's a guy that can come at you from all directions. He goes in there at 90 miles an hour. He'll hit you with kicks. He'll hit you with submissions. He'll dive out of the ring. He's such an unpredictable style. I will say that I haven't just been a fan. I mean, in my heart, a fan of a guy in a long time than I am of Bryan because he's he's great. I mean, it's a uh, whether it's SmackDown, whether it's Raw, whether it's a fucking house show in a freaking, you know, bowling alley. See, you know, Daniel Bryan reminds me of a guy that I used to love. James Laurinaitis. Yes, James Laurinaitis. He reminds me of a guy I used to love, but then that guy killed his family, and I just don't talk about him anymore. Wow. Yep. Because there a was a smaller, time. But there was a time. I mean, same there kind are. Of, same, almost same kind of styles. There, there is a lot of comparisons to be made there. And, but, I, and I won't mention that fucking cocksucker's name either. But he was one of my favorites up until yeah. that point. Absolutely. Present company included. Let's not get me going on that. Yeah, that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Read you know, between the lines, folks. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's. Everything he does is just like impactful. And he doesn't look like a guy. See, what I like about Daniel Bryan is go to a non-wrestling fan. Show them a picture of Daniel Bryan and say, right now, this is probably pound for pound the best wrestler in the business. And they laugh at you. That's what I love. The look. He doesn't have the look, you know, the clean-cut baby face look. He's got the beard, hair all over the place. It just works. Now, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the beard. I'd love to see him shave it a little bit. I'd yeah. like to see the hair get longer, you know. I, I almost think he should go back to, like, uh, you remember when Punk had the Jesus look? I think that's what Daniel Bryan should be working on, having the long hair and looking like Jesus. I think that'd be great. The Jesus look. The Jesus look. Hey, Seuss. Oh, beautiful dropkick as Orton is in the tree of woe. Oh, what do we got here? He's putting him back on the top rope. Superplex, maybe? Back, belly to back? Looks like it. Shades of Razor Ramon. The career ender is what he used to call this move. Well, when used to always be the, It was always the setup to the Razor's Edge, too. He'd always do this, and then immediately after it was done, he'd hit the Razor's Edge. 
and get the one, two, three. But Orton, Orton <laughs> reverses out of it, and Brian is down. Now, what's Orton doing? He's on the top, but he's selling that he's really stunned. Oh, shit. Brian recovers, jumps onto the second turnbuckle on the corner, and he's setting up again for what looks like a superplex. Notice how much better, guys, uh, Randy Orton is while in the ring with Daniel Bryan. Huh? And I, oh, I, I, oh. I, I'm, I'm not a big... Well, now, now, hold on a second. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on a second. I haven't seen a bad Randy Orton match this year. Everybody he's been in there with, he's done tremendous with. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's generally because of who he's with. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I think that Randy Orton has evolved to the point now where he can work with anybody. The shit he's done with Christian, the shit he's done with RVD, uh, no. I, I think Orton is one of the best pound-for-pound wrestlers in this company. He hasn't had a bad match, in my estimation, this entire year. I'm not saying that. Uh, here's uh, Steve Armstrong, who's now back in the ring and saying that he's okay. I sense a heel referee turn for Steve Armstrong. What do you think oh, about that? No, that, that would huh? be worst possible thing they could do. Who gives a fuck about Steve Armstrong? I mean, come on. Well, he could, he could be the, the referee of the corporation. Brian is setting up for what might be, well, I guess he's hitting the, the yes kicks. I thought he was going to set up for that running high knee, but not yet. Uh, you know, further to what you were saying, JJ, uh, I think that Randy Orton has evolved into a way better performer than what he was. I, I always looked at him as being very one-dimensional, beautiful, very, very basic. Did you see that T-bone suplex? T-bone suplex, Alataz. Yes. I've never seen him do that. Neither have I. That was beautiful. So obviously he's working with whomever, maybe it's Daniel Bryan, to become a better worker because, I, like I was saying, I always thought in Randy Orton he was very basic. Had his few maneuvers, all of his matches were the same, and I was like, not a big Randy Orton guy. I always thought he was boring. Oh, that was beautiful. As Randy Orton goes for the RKO, uh, he literally reversed it to Daniel Bryan into a backslide, and now he's hit the running knee. One, two. What, what the fuck? That, that was, was a, a quick count. count. That was a fast count. Wow. So it was a fast count, okay? This is not going to go Daniel well. Daniel Bryan goes over yet. Let the crowd pop and new. No, this isn't happening. And wait a minute. Triple H music hit in just a second. Shark might have been right. That was a fast count. Oh, yeah. I don't got audio, and I can tell you that's a fast fucking count. One, two, three. Come on. So, wow. so Daniel Bryan Did will he? get the nod of winning. And now Triple H is going to come out and restart the match because of a fast count, which will lead to Randy Orton retaining the title. Maybe not. This will not have counted. I guarantee it. Maybe not. Yeah, eight, but do they say oh, eight shit, minutes I to the hour? Rem uh, maybe Randy Orton invokes his rematch clause on Raw tomorrow night. Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't get this at all. And by the way, this is the only match I've had wrong tonight. They'll, they'll, do, it on, they'll do it tomorrow night. Yeah. They're going to do it tomorrow night where Triple H is going to say it was a fast count. This ref is going to be interviewed, and he's going to say, get fired. Tired. Yeah, I was tired of the corporation. I was tired of their bullshit. I wanted to see Orton win, and he's going to get fired, and the decision might even be reversed tomorrow night. 
Is it a fast count? Let's see again. It, it's at, a fast at count. Real time. At real time. Come on. At real time. Backslide. Wow. Here, here comes the running knee. And he hit, just planted it, too. Oh, right on the chin. Here we go. Oh, oh. they don't show it yet. Hang on. Now they'll show it. Maybe they won't show it. One, two, three. Absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, a fast count. Yeah. That was a fast count. No no doubt about it. What are they saying in chat? Concurring? They're yeah, saying seven minutes. You can do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to fix this now. This I'm, I don't agree with. It. Look, it's not I enough said, time, Bronx, to fix it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I said I wanted this to happen where he wins the belt tonight, loses it tomorrow night, but not like this. This, this doesn't make sense. If, in fact, they're going to play it as being... A fast count. Or oh, no, it was a fa- if, if I'll put it to you like this. If it, that wasn't supposed to be a fast count and he did that, he's going to get his legs broken in the locker room tonight. This ref th- th- that that was totally staged had to be. And Armstrong is very well thought of in the locker room. He's liked. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm disappointed with the fact he's champion. I just didn't expect to see it this quick. I'm I, shocked. I, I am literally shocked at this. Well, you wanted a title change, and well, you know, I, I guess I and got I, it. I said none of the other titles have have changed hands. Maybe they're reeling us in, roping us in for the biggest title change that there could be, and and it happened. And there's the there's the graphic, bottom left. It's it. Your new WWE champion. Fear the beard, Daniel Bryan. Wow, yeah. I, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, but if they just wanted him to win the title, why the fast count? that's going to come into play. And the fast count is going to get us to watch Raw tomorrow night. I get what they Oh, yeah. Well, I I see some shenanigans. Either the title gets lost tomorrow or he carries it into whatever pay-per-view they go into and loses it. I mean, I I said, uh, I think the next one's Battleground. Oh, the new one. Which, if I were them, I'd be doing a War Games. Well, just when you hear hear Battleground, you think War Games. A post-show. Well, I'll tell you what. Post-show. Wow. We're, we're going to take our final commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap things up on the on the okay. program. All right. So that being said, are, are you going to stick around, Shark, or you got to go? Kids, home, school oh, yeah. tomorrow morning, you know. Heat from the mother. You're keeping them out late out. Uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, school. Seven o'clock. Uh, they're having a good time. They're playing with the Jackson girls. They're playing with girls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. All right, man. Well, I want to thank you for showing up tonight. As always, pleasure to hang out. Pleasure was all mine. And uh, Bronx, uh, I got to say that uh, it was a pleasure being back with you, JJ, Jeff, whatever the hell your name is tonight. uh, Pleasure being back with you. (laughs) Um, Nachos on me this week. Or or maybe Wednesday night. Maybe. Maybe. it, It depends on if I have a, you know, if somebody's here to watch Lexi. Right. But or I, the, I will see you Thursday the, for sure. Thursday for sure. Maybe I'll pick you up early and on the way to the airport, we'll get you drunk. So, you know, throw you <laughs> on the plane, get you drunk and have the wife pissed off at, at me when you arrive over there. I'm sleeping on the plane, buddy. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, my flight's not till like three in the morning. Jeff is sleeping. The Apparently whole way. it's at 1255. I confirmed it oh, with, okay. with the uh, with the Jackson travel agent. OK, well, then I need to be there probably by 10. 11. 11 is fine. OK. Yeah. Yeah. With your right. luck, you'll get the baby behind you kicking the seat and crying the whole way. <laughs> yeah. 
Either way, either way. But uh, all right, man. All right, thanks, thank thanks you. For stopping thank by. you. We'll, uh, my we'll my pleasure. And for uh, for everybody on the network, uh, uh, the shark loves you, baby. Good night, everybody. All right. Thanks that being said, we're gonna go ahead and take our final commercial break. Come back and uh, wrap things up with a uh, just a little quick post show right here on the SNS Radio Network. You're listening to Night of Champions Sunday Night Showdown. We'll be right back right after this. KID started in 91 in the state of NC. In the place to be, your boy paid his dues. When Hills and Bays spot, all your marks are through. Vertebreaker, we'll break your spine. Vertebreaker, does the trick every time. Vertebreaker, we'll slap your face. Vertebreaker. Uh, you knew me as Sugar Shane. You may have known me as the Hurricane, but this is the Shane event, Shane Helm. And you're listening on the SNS Network. Vertebreaker, we'll break your spine. Vertebreaker. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. Hey everybody, the Bronx Father here. If you can't get enough of wrestling talk, conspiracy talk, and outright craziness, then you need to listen to Unplugged with myself and Jeff Jackson every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. Check it out, or you might just miss moments like this. takes a seat at the table with us when we meet, but also we leave an unburied slight edge of the hatchet that we've carried over the years. And other gutless and heartless God-fearing men urge us to lay rest forever. Face it, neither one of us were ever any good at at Stop it, Harmony. Stop it. Stop it. You're fucking me up. I'm trying to do this. Stop it. Go out of here. Go. Go. Leave the studio. Leave the studio. It's not my kids. It's my wife. Come on. All right. Let's try this again. Oh my God. And impersonating the warrior take two. All right. Cool. They said either one of us were any good at being bored or boring others. So coming prepared to kill one another makes an interesting backup plan. Should I lie on the lawn and get run over by the lawnmowers?
<laughs> oh my god. Her laughing in the background sold it. I'm dead. I'm dead too. Anyway, oh, did I tell you guys how much I love the Warriors? Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we can both agree that we're Warrior Mark. So if you don't like it, fuck you. This is Rikishi, and you're listening to SNS Radio. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial. All right, we're back right here. The SNS Radio Network Sunday Night Showdown. We've been providing you live pay per view coverage of WWE's Night of Champions 2013. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, we did have one major title change tonight at Night of Champions, one that I didn't frankly think was going to happen. But ladies and gentlemen, your new WWE champion, he's now a two-time WWE champion. Daniel Bryan has upset Randy Orton, although due to a fast count by referee Steve Armstrong, and I don't know how that's going to play out on TV, but for now, we do have a new champion I am Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Joining me via the Skype line all the way from New York City, my co-host, he is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Yeah, weird ending. Weird ending. Something no one called. Now, I liked it, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want people to think I'm upset that he just won the belt. I mean, that was amazing. Didn't see that one coming, and I'm glad that they threw me a curveball. Tonight's been a night of curveballs, really. Um, You know, but... Good on WWE for for throwing us a bone and throwing Daniel Bryan fans a bone because a lot of people have been upset with the fact that, you know, he's been losing a lot. When I say losing, he's not losing matches per se, but he is getting beat down after matches that he's won. So uh, I guess it was a good nod to the Daniel Bryan fans, to the IWC, that, uh, in fact, Daniel Bryan did regain the championship. I I think he's going to drop it to Orton once again. Maybe they go with Big Show. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, and I like that. I like that they have made me think about this and that I'm I'm confused as to the direction that they're going. But uh, kudos to WWE for, for making this decision and putting the belt back on Daniel Bryan. That's, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm I'm rather impressed with what they've done tonight. I, I, right way out of left field. Didn't, didn't see this one coming. Yeah, it's almost like they said, you know, we've been getting so much heat in the IWC that let's throw, you know, everyone a bone, but let's not do it completely clean. And the fast count gives them an out. You know, we'll have to see. Now, depends how they do it tomorrow night, because if you want to go with the old adage that the referee's decision is final, then he won. That's it. You can't strip him of it. The ref's decision is final. I don't know. I mean, I, I could almost see a situation similar to what Triple H did to Chris Jericho back in 99 or 2000. That was 2000 when Jericho uh, beat Triple H on Monday Night Raw with a fast count from uh, from Earl Hebner. And they reversed the decision and Triple H declared that the match never happened. 
it never took place. I, I could almost see that happening tomorrow night on Raw. Uh, bottom line, tomorrow tomorrow on Raw is a must-see episode because you've got Dusty Rhodes coming in. Obviously, they're going to do something with Dusty Rhodes. You've got Daniel Bryan showing up as the champion. Um, it's going to be interesting tomorrow night. I'm actually looking forward to watching the show and talking about it on Unplugged. Yeah, me too. It'll it'll be cool to see what they do because I really don't know. I don't either, but I tell you what, I'm going to do something I don't normally do. We're going to take, uh, I, let's go ahead and give our letter grades real quick. Uh, overall, what was your letter grade for the show? Um... I'll give it an A minus, not not a perfect A because there were, you know, I think some of the surprise matches kind of shortened, you know, announced matches that we wanted to see. But other than that, it was good. The ending really put it over. I'll give it an A minus. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, with with a with a B plus. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the matches tonight. I was a little confused at some of the things. Uh, Kofi and Axel was kind of a botch fest, um, but I'm gonna go B plus again. I'm happy with the ending. I'm sure, and I haven't been on social networking, so I don't know what people are saying, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Daniel Bryan fans right now that are just out of their fucking mind right now uh, with the fact that he is now the WWE champion. So I'm going to go B+. So that's uh, that's my letter grade. Overall, not a bad show. Uh, I was just, I was starting to wonder. You know, there was no titles changing hands, and I really didn't think they were going to do a title change tonight uh, between these two. I would have thought maybe... Ambrose would have lost, or maybe the, the tag team belts would have changed hands, but Randy Orton losing the title, I just did not see coming tonight. So good on them for kind of swerving everybody. Yeah, I agree. So the end sold it. No doubt. I am going to open up the phone lines for a few minutes. We're going to end the show in about 10. So uh, well, when I say 10, I'm talking like 10 minutes from now. So if you want to call in and give us a brief synopsis on what you thought of the show, the phone lines are open, 501-588-7957. And uh, we'll take one or two calls before we put this bitch to bed. Because uh, I, I want to hear from you guys as to what you really thought of the show. Loved it? Hated it? Uh, was in the middle? Uh, that's what I want to know. I want to know your thoughts on what you saw tonight. Yeah, and the whole, you know, all the polls they did. You know, some of them we agreed with. A lot of them we didn't. But it was kind of a cool feature they added, even though it was bullshit. I mean, come on. Well, the the punk match, I, I kind of figured it was going to go the way that it did. Um, I just didn't see this this punk feud ending right now uh, at Night of Champions. Uh, again, Ryback would have not been my choice here, but that's the choice they're going with. It's good for Ryback because, you know, you're able to do something with him. Uh, obviously, he's not the greatest talker on the mic. Having a guy like Paul Heyman... If this is in fact going to be his manager, uh, that's cool. If 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 unless we get a swerve here and it was Triple H uh, sending Ryback to go help uh, Paul Heyman, and they kind of absorb uh, Paul Heyman's faction into the corporation, I don't know. There's so many different ways I guess they could go here. Um, I just didn't see Ryback being that guy to do it, but it makes sense since he's really had nothing else to do. I love it, actually. I don't have a problem with it. I like the fact that now Ryback has a spot and a feud, something definitive. He's just not out there in limbo anymore. Probably next pay-per-view, it's going to be Punk versus Ryback, which, you know, I. it's a conflict of styles, but I think the two of them could have a good match. 
I, I don't have any doubts that they could. I mean, you know, with CM Punk driving the car and, you know, uh, he can pretty much carry anybody to a good match. And I'm not going to say I think Ryback is, is OK. I mean, I don't think he's the greatest worker ever, but I don't think he's bad either. No, no, I agree. So, man, I'm trying to figure out what would be a good song of the night to end this on tonight because I just don't know. I might take requests. Anybody got anything that, that kind of uh, goes along with uh, with what happened tonight? I mean, anything? How about We Are the Champions by Queen? Yeah, but I play that every night of champions. Every night of champions I do that. I do something different. But I hear what you're saying. I can't think. Man, I'm stuck. I'm trying to think what would fit. Put it to a vote in the chat room. Somebody give me something. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think it's good when you can swear. And I said that coming into this pay-per-view, I wasn't sure what the hell was going to happen. And, you know, it's true. And there were some surprises. No doubt. Let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to uh, welcome to Unplug. Yeah. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? Hi, this is Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Uh, this show, uh, I didn't see the pay-per-view, but what you guys said, it was probably not as good as SummerSlam was. But it sounded like it wasn't a, like a past pay-per-view, like something you just skip over. No, it was a decent pay per view. Don't get me wrong. Uh, threw me for a loop, though. I gotta admit, I, I wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm more surprised if something like Triple H says you're not the champion, all of that. But let's say like the executive board comes and says, due to Triple H overexerting his power, says that he cannot give the belt back to Orton. So let's say they hold the belt up to the next pay per view. Orton versus Brian, let's say like an Iron Man match. That could happen. No, I'm thinking more along the terms where they wouldn't do that yet. What I'm thinking is going to happen is maybe Triple H bitches about the fast count tomorrow night. The ref does get fired storyline wise, but his decision is still final. And I, I could see a scenario where Daniel Bryan loses the belt tomorrow night. It, it would It would suck. But it makes sense if you really think about it. It gives the Daniel Bryan marks 24 hours to celebrate. And then, you know, I kind of see that happening tomorrow night. Yeah, and I'm not in agreement with some people saying that this, the whole Daniel Bryan versus administration or whatever they're going to call the group is getting stale because, I mean, yeah, they probably should have more people, like, say, join Bryan against them. But overall, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem. I just I, I'm I'm blown away by the backlash that WWE's getting over this storyline. You, you'd think that they, uh, you know, beat the shit out of some old lady or something. You know, it just it it cracks me up. You it know, used to be the old lady with Mae Young, <laughs> and people would cheer that. Yeah, true. And I'm okay with Ryback being the guy. I mean, yeah, I would wish it was Cash's Ono, but. I remember a while ago, you guys said that when Ryback became heel, that he should be paired up with Paul Heyman. Yeah, we did Paul say Heyman that a while back. back. It's been a while, but yeah, we did say that. Yeah, true. And at least we found out you're not the devil, JJ, because good Lord, what you predicted did not happen. I know. I was completely wrong. You know, even Nostradamus got him wrong every now and then. So it happens, my brother. Uh, anything else before we let you go? Uh, nothing much. I said the pay-per-view is probably something I'm going to check out down the road. And also, after this show, you got to see the Breaking Bad episode. Good Lord. Well, it, it comes on at 9.30, which is in about uh, you know 15 minutes or so. And I've got it recording. So I will, uh, I'll be watching it. 
and um, getting Total Divas taped as well. So I'll be watching TV the rest of the night. I know Harmony's going to bed early because she's got a 4 a.m. Uh, flight in the morning. So I don't know. I might have to wait till tomorrow to watch it, but I'm I'm going to watch. So regardless, uh, I want to thanks for the call, Anthony. All right, no problem. Thanks. Bye. All right, let's take our final call of the night. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? Uh, good old Walkie. How you guys doing? Walkie, what's going on, man? Not much. Not much. Just uh, feeling pretty good after two after this two nights of uh, watching wrestling. So. Yeah, I heard you went to a house show and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, WWE and uh, Saginaw. The first time that they were in Saginaw since 2008. So uh, it was a good fun house show and. Also, the first uh, WWE uh, live event that my uh, niece and nephew went to, so it was extra special. So I had a fun time. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. So, so but um, I would say overall for me, it was good. It was good pay per view. I think I agree with you in saying that um, you know, the fact that they swerved us and gave us a few different different uh, things that we didn't think of was is actually pretty good. I mean, it was the fun part because um, when I went to when I went to the event at the Saginaw, at the development center at Saginaw, that they had a match, two matches there, which uh, was, that's had a great part, uh, Fandango and um, and uh, The Miz and uh, the Primetime Players and uh, Shield, Romans and Reigns, um, were there. And it was funny because both of those matches ended the same way that they did on the pay-per-view tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought it was funny right there, but you know what? I think um, overall it was just a good pay per view. I I didn't really have much problems with it. It just overall gives the intrigue of what's going to go on with uh, Raw tomorrow night. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm psyched for tomorrow night. I, I'm interested to see where they take this. Uh, I'm just I'm blown away. I, I I can't remember the last time I've just been kind of speechless over a, yeah. over a finish. I really, I can't remember, Bronx, when the last time this has happened to me. I just, wow. Well, what it does, too, is, you know, you got your money's worth for the pay-per-view, but then also they've caught you because now tomorrow night you've got to watch Raw. You know, some Monday night football guys who ordered the pay-per-view tonight might say, you know what, I really want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Well done ending, you know. No doubt. But I tell you, well, just, go, go ahead. Go, no, I was going to say, go ahead, Walkie. I was going to say, I mean, this, this, the weirdest part about the entire thing is that, um, like it was last last night for me at the house show, is that um, I was, it was uh, one of the reviews that came out, I think it was from PW Insider, was saying that, you know, you know the, when Rob Van Dam came out for, the, for, the, for, well, for his match, and um, he basically had a great ovation. But uh, when the main event, it was uh, Daniel Bryan facing off uh, Dean Ambrose for the U.S. title. Um, but he ended up getting the biggest pop, you know, more, more, slightly more than what RVD did. And I was sitting there, you know, doing all the yes chants. I was thinking to myself, man, this guy is over. You know, it's just, it, it feels a bit different to be there than, than it is, you know, having to watch it on TV. You know, I could tell that this guy is 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 so is is there you know because so i'm i'm happy he's the champion and i'm looking forward to seeing where they take it so take it so you know kudos for that i i think it's going to be short-lived 
but I'm glad to see that he actually does have it for more than, you know, two minutes this time. Um, I just, yeah. again, I, I really thought they were going to drag this out. And and now it, it does remind me a lot of, of rock and, and mankind, you know, cause mankind was a guy you didn't want to see as your champion. You know, uh, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of remnants of the corporation in this whole angle. I mean, that's what kind of got everything started. Rock was the corporate champion. They screwed over mankind, you know, and you've kind of done the same thing with, uh, with Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton in the, in the rock, you know, uh, role of the corporation. Yeah. So I, I just, if, if they switch the belts again, I don't want to see a third switch. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be hot shotted between the two for the next couple of months. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you had, it was kind of one of the complaints. I think I remember that all of us were making last year, how, how many, how many times that that title has changed hands last year. No, not, not last year, uh, 2011 before, uh, CM Punk held that, held that belt for as long as he did. Right. You know, so I, I, if Brian, you know, I, I'd rather see Brian hold it, you know, you know, maybe after Battleground and Hell in a Cell, and if he loses it, you know, I could maybe see it as really maybe a Survivor Series, you know. I, see, you, you know why I really like Daniel Bryan? Because hmm. I like seeing Vince McMahon humbled once in a while. And a few years back, he started that whole campaign, oh, we're going to take the wrestling out of it. It's going to be pure entertainment. It's entertainment. It's not about wrestling. Don't mention wrestling. Who's the number one over guy in the company right now? Not an entertainer, but a wrestler. And I think somewhere, you know, deep down, Vince McMahon had to say, you know what? Fuck me. I was wrong. He'll never admit it, but he was wrong. Well, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, well, and it's also was that I read in the news say that uh, Vince McMahon is is one hundred percent, you know, in favor of Daniel Bryan. So I could say something also, but you you got a point. Very true. Well, Walkie, I want to thank you for stopping by, and I want to remind everybody that's listening to this broadcast. If you're a listener of the SNS Radio Network, and if you're just stopping by for the first time, make sure you check out all the shows here on the uh, SNS Network page. Shows like the Elite Force Podcast with William Walkie Walker and his, his cohort each and every week, uh, the Rasputin of all sci-fi and gaming, Philip Mindwipe Morris. Um, for those of you that don't know, at the end of the month, and I'm assuming we're, we're talking the 28th or the 29th is when we're taping this, right? Uh, 28th when we're taping it, release on another 29th. Okay, so I, I should be home on the 27th, so I should be, uh, I'll have to get with you on, on the time to record it. But uh, the Bronx Father and myself are going to be crossing over and we're going to do a show with walkie and mind wipe. And, uh, it's going to be in regards to the Terminator. It's a franchise that is very near and dear to my heart. And we're going to talk about it. So I'm looking forward to uh, joining you guys for the elite force podcast that week. Yeah, it'll be fun. I look forward to it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it seemed like the next logical step for us to, for, uh, for the show to look at. So I look forward to it. It'd be good to have you guys on the, crossover with SS and plugins ESC, so I look forward to that. Oh, no problem, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Not, 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 not a problem. You guys take care. All right, man. I love the Terminator. I can talk about the Terminator all night. Well, T2 is one of my favorite movies. Like, seriously, I literally, I think I saw that movie at least, at least 100 times, and I'm talking like when it first came out and I think it was 91, I know I saw that movie at least 12 times before it was out of theaters. I swear to God, I went and saw that movie at least 12 times in the theaters and I've seen it so many times. 
I've seen Terminator 2 more times than I have seen all of the star all six Star Wars movies combined. Yeah. That's yeah, me that's too. how many times I've seen that movie. So I'm just just putting it out there. I'm a huge homer for the Terminator series. But that being said, it's time to wrap things up. Uh Bronx Father and myself will see you guys or you'll at least hear us on Tuesday for this week's episode of Unplugged. We're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw, NXT. We're going to talk news of the week and uh in our second hour We're going to branch off and discuss the mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle because Bronx and I think we have figured it out. We know what's been going on, and we're going to talk about it on Tuesday. No doubt. Looking forward to it. We have the answers. That's right. So that being said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to your pay-per-view coverage right here on Sunday Night Showdown. This has been Night of Champions. On behalf of the Bronx Father, on behalf of Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and myself, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, we will see you next time for another thrilling edition of the Sunday Night Showdown covering Battleground next month. We've got a special song of the night. Since it marks the anniversary of Tupac's death this past week, I figured why not go out on some Tupac? And I got just the perfect song, just the perfect song to end it with, considering that Daniel Bryan just won the WWE Championship. So think about it. What better song to play than All Eyes on Me? We'll see you next time right here on the SNS Radio Network. Say goodnight, Bronx. Good night, Bronx. <laughs> Big sight. <laughs> New Hank. Coco. Big sight. Yeah. Y'all know how this shit go. You know. All eyes on me. <laughs> Roll up in the club. Right. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. You know what? I bet you got it twisted. You don't know who to trust. So many player hating niggas trying to sound like us. Say they ready for the front, but I don't think they know it. Straight to the depths of hell is where them cowards going. Well, are you still down, nigga? Holler when you see me. And let these devils suck. But if they ain't finally free me, I got a caravan of niggas every time we ride. Hitting motherfuckers up when we pass by. Until I die, little life of a boss player. Cause even when I'm high, fuck with Later, the future's in my eyes. Cause all I want is cash and things. A five double low, Ben's wanting flashy brains. Uh, bitches pursue me like a dream. Been known to disappear before your eyes. It's like a dope thing. It seems my main thing was to be major. Pay the game sharper than the motherfucking razor blade. Save money, bring bitches. Bitches bring lies. One nigga's getting jealous and motherfuckers die. Depend on me like the first and fifth thing. They might hold me for a second, but before gon' get me. We got four niggas and low riders and ski masks.
parasites, triggers and fleas crawling. Suck a duck and get busted, no emotion. My devotion is out of my business, nigga, keep on coasting. Where you going? I've been there, came back, it's lonely, homie. Steady flowing against the grave, nigga, still don't know me. It's about the money and this rap shit, this crap shit. It ain't funny, niggas don't even know how to act shit. What can I do? What can I say? Is there another way? Plus, it's gin all day, 24 parlay. My little homie G, can't you see I'm busted free? Niggas can't stand me, all eyes on me. Listening. 